What's happening, weirdos? This is the incredible Bill Lawrence, the creator of Scrubs. Ever heard of it? Uh, the creator of Ted Lasso. Ever heard of it? Uh, Cougar Town, Spin City. This dude has created so many incredible and hilarious television shows. I'm thrilled to have met him, and I'm thrilled to have gotten him uh, through that boy, Zach Braff, to agree to come on the show. He's a delight. It was like chatting with a comic. He's funny, he's fast, he's interesting, and he's a wonderful dad. That's really the, the biggest takeaway I took. I was like, this guy's like dad goals for me. Really sweet, sweet dad. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. Uh, only a couple things to plug up top. If you're in LA, uh, Bill talks about coming to my Largo show. We talk a little bit about him seeing me there. I do that once a month at the theater called Largo in LA. Go to largo-la.com. The next one is on August 5th. Actually, this will be out after that, but there will be one in September. There's one every month. So just look for Pete Holmes living at Largo. Go to largo-la.com for tickets. And if you go to peteholmes.com, you'll see all my tour dates in one place. Uh, I'm going to be in Denver, St. Louis, Bloomington, Indiana. They'll all be on peteholmes.com. Thanks to everybody who's come out so far, and I'm excited to see everybody who will be coming out in the future. They're, they're great shows. Super fun. Highlight of my month is to tour around and do these shows with you guys, so I hope you can make it PeteHolmes.com. And if you like this show, why not try a Pete's Pick? If you're new to the show, we only do ads for things that I actually use and love, like modern mammals. Look at my hair right now. I washed my hair today. It used to be in the past that if I washed my hair, I would hide my brittle hay hair, this dis this disturbed, fluffy nonsense under a hat for two, sometimes three days, or I'd have to fill it with all these artificial products to kind of make it look like I hadn't just washed it. It was terrible. And I literally had my hair, uh, my hair person and my dear friend Kat was like, Pete, you need to wash your hair. It's getting disgusting. So it's like, I don't know what to do. Luckily, I found Modern Mammals, the only non-shampoo shampoo I found that not only doesn't fry out and make your hair dry and look horrible, but it actually makes it look great. It makes me want to wash my hair. It makes me wash my hair when I want to have a good hair day. I didn't want to look like it looked when I used regular shampoo. Modern Mammals is a non-shampoo. It cleans your hair, but leaves it perfect, like a perfect hair day. Look, look, look right now. Well, if you're listening, you can't look. It still has structure, still has some of its natural oils and natural moisture, and it stays in place and looks and feels incredible. After a wash, it looks how I want it to look after I would wait three, four days after a normal shampoo, but now I can get it on demand and on command. So now I wash it all the time. I used it before red carpets. I've used it before big shows. I used it before my Netflix special, which will be out in October. So this is the only shampoo I use. If you try it and like it one-tenth as much as I do, you're going to shit your pants. Over 40,000 guys have switched to this instead of traditional shampoo. you got to see the reviews for this product. They're insane. Guys don't just get excited. It blows their mind. And once you try it, you're hooked. I'm in for life. You can't go back to regular horrible shampoo after this. And I love that it's a small punk rock company. I know the owner. I love the owner. It's grassroots. These guys were just fed up with shampoo frying their hair and set out to actually create new products to wash your hair with, new shampoo alternatives specifically for guys. They have a bar for people who want to be earth conscious and, and reduce their plastic and there's no fragrance or they also have bottles and refills. It's like a magic gray mud. I love the feeling and I love the smell and it gives you that perfect hair every single time. Six seconds a day, perfect hair and support this show, which means so much. 
Go to modernmammals.com slash weird, and you can get a special combo deal and try both products. That's the bar and the bottle, which both last a really long time, by the way. Get both for $44. That's modernmammals.com slash weird. Get both the bar and the bottle for one reduced price. All right, everybody. Enjoy my chat with Bill Lawrence. I'm excited. Get into it. We're going. How you doing, Katie? Hey, you good? Right? Yeah, I'm good. Um, why were you late today? I had surgery on my hand, and what? I had to get the stitches out. What the, what'd you do? I had something, I had injured my hand, and then my thumb, and it never healed properly. You're on the and show. I got something called trigger thumb. Trigger thumb? And I couldn't bend my thumb for six months. Wait, no, I have trigger, f- trigger finger. Yeah, dude, if you get surgery, it fucking sucks. <laughs> it does. S- surgery, yeah, sucks. It's I don't like the, I don't like the gun reference. Yeah, I had to go fully under. It was yeah, a whole thing. I don't remember you ever saying it was Dupuytren's contracture. Dupatrans contraction. Sure, sure, sure. See, that's transphobia. It's dupatransphobia that they didn't call it. Dupatrans contracture. Did you get surgery? No, no. because of Xiaflex. I- <laughs> it's true. Joe Namath or somebody is the spokesperson for Xiaflex, and they- it's gross though. They inject it, so it's like a it's like a calcification of a tendon on your hand. Sure, that's not even true. Sure, but uh, as a man who's Googled doctor terms and just put out all sorts oh, of yeah. fallacies. <laughs> <laughs> Does that come to mind? Do you, do you remember something you've written that's just like well, that wasn't right at yeah, all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a uh, the, there's a whole premise for an episode that actually oh, it was a thousand years ago. Um, look, the dude, the real JD was my college roommate, and he's a cardiologist and a heart surgeon out here. He's a great dude. And our one rule was every once in a while he'd be like, if it's too ridiculous, you can't do it. And, uh, oh, a, you'd call him and check. Yeah, well, he 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 and his wife were paying off med school loans, so they're the medical advisors on the show. Um, oh. And uh, everybody called him Real is his nickname because he was the real JD. Uh, but the uh, I know, right? Hey, Real. I love and that. Uh, uh, but we a whole episode revolved around um, one out of every three people that enters into a hospital, you know, is going to die. And you know, J- Zach gets a patient, Sarah Chalk gets a patient, and Don Faison gets a patient. It's a really good episode. It won a bunch of awards. And I gave him the script. He's the medical advisor, and he's like, you know, that's not true at all. <laughs> Can't be true. That I'm would like, be horrible. I'm like, I'm like, how could it be true though, for the show? And it was he had to dig in, and it was if you stay overnight, which we didn't say, um, and you're not talking about um, babies yeah. or um, sports surgery, then one out of every three people does. Which are the ones? Nobody. Yeah. When you go to a hospital, it's funny. You don't think of all the life that's coming out of a hospital. Yes. But as a father, you know, there's this whole ward yeah, yeah, that yeah. is just happy. Yeah. I mean, I know complications happen, and there's there's certain drama around uh, the maternity ward. But I mean, it's also just like a very deeply joyful place. Yeah, only that, it's good... also a creepy and horrifying place. But yes. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm Cedars? not a huge fan Did of you ho- do Cedars. Uh, for, you don't have to say where your babies were born. Where my babies were born. Our daughter was born at Cedars. Ours were out in the yard. In, no, the, <laughs> the old squat on the full moon. You had your wife cross until it was a full moon. <laughs> oh, I said it only because my wife will listen to this and she's so, no judgment except judgment. She's Hashtag. so against the uh, babies in the bathtubs and the oh she doesn't the, like that the natural tr- yeah, you she's know the like, little pool skimmer takes out the poop yeah just, you gotta get that poop yeah, she's like she, she, she's big of you know <laughs> you don't get a trophy fucking do it with medicine yeah and I came to a head recently I don't know why because just after this many years of being with somebody I just love who she is as a person so much and she actually said this out loud so she's talking to somebody and who's like oh yeah I'm planning we're gonna do. Uh, a baby at home in the tub with that. And before that lady finished the sentence, my wife went, we can't be friends. 
<laughs> said it. So Point blank. So that was. It's okay. You can finish your story with other people. We can't be friends. It makes me mad. She's Are like, you married to Chelsea Peretti? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> I'm Who married- fires that clean? Uh, my wife is an actress. Her name is Krista Miller. Yes, I know yes, this. I know but this. But she plays a slightly nicer version of herself on TV. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. I'm, I'm actually drawn, Chelsea being one of those yeah, people, she's I'm drawn to people that just say... I wish I had the courage to be that frank. I do it. Do you? I, but I'll give you an I've example. I've started trying, but I'm not great at it. Well, you know, there's kindness. Yeah. Sometimes my friend, like I, I was having lunch with a couple friends and, and the wife, I said, I just love being here. And I meant the town we live in. And yeah. she said, you mean here, yeah. this restaurant? And I was like, no, no, I mean, I do love being here, but I just mean here. Yeah. And... And I was like, but that that was a fair, like, I understand why you said that. And then her husband, who's kind of like a sass, was like, it's not fair. Obviously, you meant here. And I was like, <laughs> and I went, yeah, but it's called kindness. That's but right. everybody was enjoying everybody. Like, it, it was all part of the dance. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. fine. But the example I wanted to give you, I was thinking about it, because your daughter is an incredible musician. Oh, so nice. I didn't man. know. Her name is Chris. Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte Lawrence. You nailed it. <laughs> you had the right letter. Ah. Chris Charlotte Lawrence. C-H, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. Um, I didn't know that. World's worst psychic. It's a CH, though. No, yeah, it's a CH. Fine. Can I tell you when yeah. I was a singleman yeah. that one of the ways that I would just meet people, yeah. it didn't have to be girls, men, women, just at a bar, just kind of mingling, yeah. was I would just go up and say, I'm not a psychic, but I'm going to try. <laughs> and I would say, like for you, I would say, your mom and your dad's name is George. Sure. Don't, and I go, don't correct me till the end. Yeah. And your mom's name is Helen. Sure. And your mom loves wine, but stopped drinking, but doesn't consider wine drinking. Sure. Like I'd say something very specific, and then you, you can tell me what your parents' name is. And I'd probably are. sleep with you, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. The wine thing. The wine thing's so specific. Well, it is. A, it's charming. Yeah. If I'm writing that as a character, oh, I'm like, that's way, a charming. I feel like I'm. Oh, that's e- a cute meat. <laughs> I feel like I'm easier in that game. Just because, because uh, look at me, right? I, right now, if you, you if you, without you're kind reading, Chandler. Well, yeah, yeah if you go, <laughs> you look almost like, like in my mind, sometimes I recast you yeah. as Matthew Perry. That's very hard for me. But then when I see, oh, tell me. I wrote on the first year of that show, and I went from being jokingly, they said, uh, hey, it's like Maddie's fatter older brother to his skinnier younger brother to his fatter younger brother to his skinnier older brother. <laughs> so much you were the the pole that we measured matthew perry by well i was there that whole yes. year you know yes. we were we we were uh we had similar sensibilities yes we were uh uh we became friendly my wife was friends with him growing up out here and in fact i tricked her into admitting that she slept with him at one point which was really funny you must have done the psychic though. what's that no i did a, i did a a better one he was on scrubs oh i'm telling the story <laughs> so he was uh, this is a train wreck already he was on uh, that's my uh, one of my favorite steve martin albums the Isn't uh, great? uh it, oh you have to i'll get back to this but you have to stop me i'm such a comedy fan and i sense myself doing it that i often will get into the vocal rhythms of comedians that I like. Yeah. And I used to do that when I was younger to my own detriment. But if you are doing the type of banter that I enjoy so much, I'll start doing it as well. And you're allowed to raise your hand and say, I'm doing you. Okay. Oh, but it's mirroring social mirroring. I do it very badly with comics though. Oh, interesting. You know why I can't listen to say Bill Burr or Brian Regan. Certainly Brian Regan was a, he's I 
worked with him for a second and I used to do, you know, oh no. You know, the, oh no. I woke up and I did nothing. Oh no. You know what I say almost every day? It's uh, from when it's from he's driving himself to the emergency yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cars keep cutting in front of him and he goes, merge. Everybody merge. You know what I, you know what I thought you were going to do? Tell him you're shot. <laughs> shot <laughs> people call me dirty brian regan and i love it I very much uh, yeah, you have yeah. a uh don't forget the matthew perry i'll go back, I'll go I'm back. Gonna write it down i'll go back are screaming did you see me try to that. dodge i tried to dodge oh you're um, in an undodge zone you, also know. In a, you don't have to tell any story you don't no, want to zone. the okay. uh uh you have a merge everybody. merge everybody merge the big yellow ones it's the, the fucking uh, that's me the fucking sun that's how i would do it you know you you have a thing that i like and i don't i don't see other people doing it uh so that's a thing yeah you, you mean i really yeah. the uh i can't remember what the original bit was but i caught myself doing it in a writer's room the other day of i was like uh uh people get married someone just decided that's a thing like uh, so that's a thing. So I like how you look naked. So we should we should share money and maybe have kids. That's that. People are just like, oh, okay, yeah, let, okay, I'm gonna, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really highlights the Regan. But I, I'm at a point now where I'm just like, I know him this little. Yeah. But I've made my. It's not even amends. I've just given him well, thanks and been like, I don't exist without you. And that's true, by the way, of a lot of comics. And a lot of comics, you wouldn't know their Regan is deep. Yeah. It's a deep down Regan. Well, don't you find it refreshing when, I don't want to sound cynical, but I, I've often said like when I, I teach sometimes uh, uh, TV writing, and I'm like, to, to think that there's a really a new idea is so arrogant, you know, mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's really just about execution and the second that you acknowledge, like for me, it was so liberating. Someone's like, how'd you come up with scrubs? And I was like, oh, I smushed to the Wonder Years and mashed together. Ah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and once you, you know, and those are the shows I grew up on, fun. right? Yeah. And once you get to the point that your voice is this giant, you know, mix of your idols and the people you love. It's, it's a blender. So, yes. You put them in a blender. And it's, but it's, it's immediately, I find freeing when you aren't in that place of like, oh, do I sound too much like yeah. this? Uh, You're actually girl. part of a collective. Yeah. I, I think the whole thing, watching comedy is a crowd's excuse to become one mind. Yeah. Like it's so great to face one thing together and make the same sounds together. Like it, it's this, it addresses this yearning we have, I would say spiritually to, to merge. Yeah. And you're, it's slightly less spiritual, but it, it's a lineage. It's like you're the product. I'm the product of The Simpsons, and I'm the product yeah. of Scrubs. I'm not yeah. just saying that. The my first spec was Scrubs. I, <laughs> I, never, I never finished it, but I, maybe that makes you feel bad. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I, I was. <laughs> I'm gonna be fine. I was now. like. I, I couldn't I couldn't quite crack it and I I pivoted to Modern Family. I, it was years later. But the first one that I was like I could maybe write this yeah, yeah. was Scrubs because I related to it so Who were the comics that that uh uh that made shaped you, that made you love it. Yeah. Certainly Regan. Yeah. But it, you know, I was coming at it from like a religious place too, yeah. so I wanted those clean boys. So it was Seinfeld, it was Cosby, yeah. uh scandal noted and uh scandal. Something happened with Cosby? <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that, by the way? There's a Norm Macdonald thing he did with Seinfeld. Did you see that with I the? Did yeah, oh my see god! That. Dude. I, I, Wait, what was it? It was. Uh, it was because uh, I went to I college with Pat Oswalt. Yes, and Pat Oswalt had told Norm. Oh. He goes, you know what? The, you know what I think was the worst is the hypocrisy. And Norm's like, I, I didn't think it was the worst. And Jerry was like, No. He's like, No. I thought it was the raping. I <laughs> <He goes laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was the rape. <laughs> Only Norm. The worst yeah. thing about Cosby was the hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I kind of thought it was the rape. It's just 
so hard to uh, pull that off. No, he, he you have to be Norm Macdonald. You have to be Norm Macdonald. So we are quoting, and I'm, we're even doing the voice. Yes. So it can't be lifted. I'll claim it was AI. The, uh, <laughs> Already. So so for you... Oh, uh, Regan, Cosby, Seinfeld, Cosby, yeah. uh, Steve Martin. Martin. Those are the only albums back when it mattered uh, that I had downloaded Steve Martin's on my like iPhone. Yeah. Like they were on because you can listen to them endlessly. The Googleophonic stereo. I can still the Moonrock Needle. I can do those things still. I would always had. I knew Butter somebody Rubber. was going to shape me if I could listen to their shit once, and I can still remember. Like I can still remember bits off of to my brother Russell, whom I slept with verbatim. Yeah. You know yep. I mean? that was important. They played the Noah's Ark bit, Cosby's Noah's Ark bit, in, in church. Awesome. And I was just like, oh my God, like comedy could infiltrate. It's the, the Lord, in, Noah. The, <laughs> I know, what's a cubit? The most unimpenetrable, you know, church. Yeah. And it got in. That's very interesting. They say. also quoted the lyrics to I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. A visiting pastor quoted it. And I was like, wow, music Music's in church get too. in. By the way, it's, can a penetrate. Si it's a sidebar. I have to say it or I'll forget. I've seen so much of your stand-up, and I thought the stuff that you brought in about religion at the end of this last thing I saw, I thought it was so... Oh, thanks. Well, it was so cool about it. What if you're like, terrible? No, no, <laughs> yeah, no, let me, please let me finish. Um, <laughs> so demeaning. just off the mark. <laughs> off the mark and demeaning. <laughs> Still thanks. Thanks no, for I mean, listening. I, I think when somebody's as good as you are at their craft, you don't expect them to turn the notch that way. And it was for me, having seen you for a long time, it was a like a a little bit of a dial turn yeah. in a very cool way. It, it used right. to be, I really appreciate that, that I would do that little moment and then I'd have to say, what is this, a TEDx talk? Yeah. That was the way out. Like yeah. I had to make Was it because of your, that. were you uncomfortable? Like what, did it make you insecure? Did it's you a really good point. Yeah. I would always think the crowd was maybe uncomfortable, but then my friend Matt McCarthy was just great. He's like, I think you're uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Like you just need to like let it be. But then when I married every point with some laugh, yeah. Then it then it became more tolerable to do, but it's really vulnerable. Doing it is that once bit. you venture I, into the real shit. I get a real vulnerability hangover after I do it. I want to get it right. For those of you that haven't seen, it, I mean, it'll be out in October. But it, I'm just kind of talking about the different worldviews. God created the world. Nothing created the world, and just sort of like I don't want to minimize it and saying I'm giving it back because yeah. I'm not like. I can make fun of people that just use God as a catch-all for the explanation for everything. Yeah. Just like, God, and then they stop thinking about it. I'm not a fan of that either. Yeah. But I do think it's funny that the people that criticize the people that, that believe in God the most, most of them would say nothing created the universe. And I'm just kind of making fun yeah, of that. <laughs> exactly. If I was reading, I think it was created by nothing. Wait, by nothing. nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing did it. It was just there, and then before it wasn't. It's funny, though, now that we're talking about it, that is the most afraid of embarrassment answer I've ever heard in my life. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? You're yeah. just like, it's it's nothing. Yeah. And you like, prove yeah, me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like being a kid wrong. and being pinned on something. Absolutely. Where were you? I yeah. didn't nowhere. I didn't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. It's also my girlfriend's in Hawaii and my dad can beat up your dad. It's, it's yeah. the same like, yeah, well, you can't even see what did my universe. Because yeah. you can see that there is no old man in the sky. You can look in the sky and go, there's, <laughs> there's no old man in the sky. But nothing, you just go like, it's like, it's like wrestling with a naked, oiled up man. You know what I mean? And they just go, science, bitch. And you're like, well, <laughs> I mean, sort of. When I asked Neil deGrasse Tyson about nothing, he goes, well, the nothing that we can find still obeys the laws of gravity, which means it's not entirely empty, yeah. Yeah. which means there's waves in it. I didn't know. I forgot gravity's a wave. So yeah. he's like, there's waves of gravity through the nothing. We put a ball in the nothing and it falls. And he goes, so it's not really nothing. And I'm like, this is my point. Yeah. 
both are sort of like words for things we don't understand doing something we don't know what. So I love that you love it. Appreciate it. I've been thinking about it a lot. Because I just went and saw uh, Alex Edelman's thing on a. Yeah, I, see, I saw that. Yeah, and it was interesting. I'm really, you know, I love stand up. So last time we watched, uh, my boys intentionally stayed home to watch Segura's new stand up. Was out. it good? It's really funny. I want to watch it's it. It's really funny because the stuff he's doing with his mom and about his dad's death is really, again, it's like the thing that hooks me is when you've seen people that are skilled joke tellers and stuff suddenly are doing personal shit. And you're like, whoa. Off road, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's getting to the point where that's the only thing that really. I wanted to do a whole hour on just that stuff, but I was like, is that insufferable? I, I can't tell because I'm a fan, so it, to me, it doesn't need to be that. I yeah. think people are looking to hook into something. I think, yeah. I mean, not to segue back, I think with what I do, it's the difference between, I used to, my favorite thing used to be writing a, a silly TV show, you know, that would just make people giggle. And I think nowadays, if it's not about something, yeah, people are like, oh, I can watch this for a little, and then I have a, how many other things do we have to watch? Uh, Nine billion, buddy. Yeah, look, not to butter bread here, but like Scrubs, the the reason I was drawn to it. I know you've done a lot of other things. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought you needed me to say that. I just I'm always a little hesitant to be like, let's talk about something from the '90s or whenever that came out in the 2000s. But um, it became the show that taught us that like. I understand MASH. I'm thinking now MASH did this a little bit. But Scrubs reliably always, in my recollection, brought it to something, that that third act, usually over some beautiful music moment. Yeah. And the one that really stu- stood out to me was I remember JD was talking about how he would die. Yeah. And, he, and how everyone would die. Yeah, it's about and death. He looks at Donald and he's eating a big sub and he's yeah. like, heart disease. <laughs> and then he looks in his reflection and he goes, stress? Yeah. And I'm like a stressed out boy and yeah. I kind of look like Zach. I'm not saying I look like Zach, but I can pr- easily project Oh, You could be in the family. Out. You could be in yeah. the Hollywood lineage with Dax Shepard. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Maybe Ray Romano is your uncle. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's just lurking in the background. Okay, me, Zach, and Dax are on a road trip to find our father. He's dying. We get there, find out he's not really dying. I mean, it's in black and white. Yeah, <laughs> we get it. Um, but I, I really, that was a show at a time when I was like craving a little bit more. Like yeah. what I was watching wasn't giving it to me. So, and then, uh, you know, that impacted my career and the careers of everyone in TV. I oh, feel like we nice. learned that, right? Well, I think, you know, I think the overlap, knowing your comedy a little bit and, uh, and crashing, you know, uh, is, uh, uh, I vibe on an undercurrent of like kindness and you yeah. seem to, you've already referenced it here. You seem to have the same, you used to joke, I don't know if you do it anymore about uh, like your youth pastor vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the, but what you're really saying is, is an undercurrent of uh, I'm a good guy, I'm not going to hurt you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 That was my Lululemon joke too. I, I would wear Lululemon on stage and I'd say there's an unconscious message to this, which yeah. is relax. <laughs> It's gonna be fine. I think I literally say that. I'm like, it's gonna be okay. No one's ever gone up to a cop and been like, he went that way, he's wearing Lululemon. (laughs) I think most of the shows I do are that, yeah, hey, you're not, you're probably not gonna be triggered. And there's gonna be, you already referenced, there'll probably be a good indie song that'll tell you what you're supposed to feel at the end. And it's gonna be. But I mean, buddy, we need it. (laughs) (laughs) We're dum dums. We're dum dums. And. You know, people, I'm sure you have this all the time. People's lives are hard. And if it, I, I'm not 
I'm not saying you do this. You you were making a joke that the music is like a, a trick, but like we need help. No, look. we need help with our feelings. We need and anything that gets you through the night. If it's like this, will cue you yeah, that yeah. this is the moment. Fucking yeah! I take no offense. I told I mean, three different things I thought of at once. So one was I always I do have a little shame because I remember when I tried to sell that show, and I only I'd done like the first show I created was this multi-camera sitcom. And it didn't have a lot of deep moments and uh, spin um, shitty. Yes, yeah, so we call it spin shitty for fun, and the uh, it's fun. <laughs> Not because it's shitty, but because it's fun to say spin shitty. Right? Uh, it does sound like <laughs> a classic 80s spin nerd. Spin shitty. Do you watch spin shitty? <laughs> no. But, uh, I remember trying to sell scrubs, and uh, this became the joke in the writer's room, because they're like, I don't think you can switch gears from broad, goofy comedy to moments like that people will care emotionally. And I, I said, I don't know. I, I think you can if you just turn the lights down and play an indie song. And yeah. uh, I was half joking. Yeah. And then 9,000 episodes of the Get Something by the National. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Doogie Hauser yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. paved the way a little bit because yeah. I remember watching that being like, oh, he's at his computer. He's writing. We're going to learn the lesson. Yeah. But I feel this way about life. Like, well, we you need help. Also, give we us use, the computer. Uh, there's weird. I, I, I'm, I'm way into words. Uh, Really? That's a <laughs> that's fascinating. That sounds, like, that sounds like a Steve Martin joke. He goes, people who can't speak well just lack a certain pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> but you use the word we use the word manipulative like it's a bad thing because with human beings in your personal relationship, yes, it is. But it's just a word that's actually your ultimate goal when you're a comic or a writer is to be effectively manipulative. Yeah, it's that's make, exactly right. It, what a bummer when people don't feel the way that you intended to manipulate them to feel. Oh my you God. Know, that's why I like card manipulation. Like yes. magic is called card manipulation. Yes. And I'm like, that's what it is. And yeah. and comedy is word manipulation. Yes, you're trying and, to make, make people be sad, and me, sad, happy, angry, whatever. That's right. Laugh. It's, well, I tell my, I've been, I've been telling my daughter, there, uh, this sounds so stupid, but forgive. Forgive and forget. Sure. There's this myth called the toe bone in the tooth that this director named Carlson uh, just told me about and she said you have to listen to it and I listened to it and it's incredible it's like five hours long it's like a Mayan creation myth it's an yeah. unbelievable it sounds so boring even yeah. as I'm saying it. <laughs> I was like I was like that's a cool painting <laughs> As soon as I said Mayan creation, but I'm listening to it and I'm, I've started telling it to my daughter at night. Yeah. Talk about manipulation. I have to stop telling the story because her eyes dilate <laughs> to the size of dinner plates. Yeah. And she, she just stares at me yeah. the whole time. It's like one of those like boy falls in love with a goddess in the woods yeah, and yeah. they want to get married and Life the parents of pie forbid type it. Yeah, fable-y. but there's a yeah. lot of danger and like use my cloak and say my name and it will protect you from the fire yeah. and all this stuff. My do- so my daughter's not used to stories with like, and there's hunting, there's like killing, a de- she, nothing dies, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that. And I'm like, this is intense manipulation. Yes. Like I've, I've manipulated her so hard and she's loving That's it. What a gift you've given her to love that shit. She yes. will, she, you can almost draw a, you know, my kids are older um, and you can almost draw a straight line from you and your wife doing that and having kids that love stories and storytelling. That's right. And what a gift. Yeah. And you manipulated so, that and you made it happen. That's right. Yeah. And comedy is manipulated. And also like these are containers 
you're teaching. So indie songs is also teaching people when they have those feelings, they can also turn to music. They can turn to art. They can trust yeah. art to carry them through. Yeah. People that are just out there like freewheeling it without story. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. I know he's, maybe we're sounding self-important, but I think story is so important. I hope so. <laughs> Boy, I hope <laughs> otherwise, so. Otherwise I've really miscalculated. The, uh, by the way, because you have a, uh, you're a national fan, right? I am a huge yeah. national. So fan. this is, uh, it's a. I do non sequiturs too often, so you can always stop me or, or drive me back. And I get your wife lost. slept with Matthew um, Perry. We always that have never it. happened. The, uh, <laughs> uh, I was laughing the other day because the bands that you and I would wait in line for and would lose our minds over seeing most of these bands now. Because my daughter is a singer songwriter and her friends yeah. are singer songwriters. And the people that usually produce and co-write their albums yes. are these icons. Yes. And to them, they're just old guys with kids. That's and right. And it's so weird with for me. And I was just thinking about it because Charlotte, as her friend Gracie Abrams, her whole new album is produced by the guy from The National. Matt Bernier. Yeah. And then Charlotte's whole new album is produced by this guy named Ben Gibbard, yeah. who is uh, Death Cab for Cutie That's and right. Postal Service. Yeah. And when you hear those two talk... They talk about like old guys that they occasionally have to work with that have barbecues and children. I'm like, no, wow. they're icons. Yeah. I heard the national called dad rock and yeah. I was like, oh, it is yeah. though. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I'm having, I was always trying to get the national on crashing because yeah. they're all, to me, starting in comedy feels a lot like the national. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. And even like the high of a good show, you yeah. come back and it starts to feel like, yeah. The national, like yeah. it, I mean that in a good, no, I know exactly what you mean, snowed in yeah. way. And yeah. now I'm like, it's just me again. And uh, I was trying to always get in there, and Jed was like, nobody wants, nobody wants to hear that. Not just the national, but like any sort of. He goes, as soon as there's like a mopey white guy singing, he's like, people turn it off. And I was like, I love that agree shit. to disagree. I love it. <laughs> it was, it was a moment. I, I wonder if he still stands by that, but he'd I always want it. to put in something a little more upbeat. I love it. I, I uh, I'm, you know, I was a, a I was probably. Death Cab more than the the National, but um, oh, interesting! They were both uh, lyrically just is as if they hey yeah. hey you a uh, uh, kind of a, a doughy white guy that's prone to deep feelings sometime have that's a seat right. that's it, right it was awesome that's right yeah what what are we still doing out here holding our coats we look like children <laughs> is a brilliant yeah it's also a very funny line yeah like if I was like you know when it takes like half an hour to leave a party you're saying holding your coat you look like a five year old yeah. <laughs> It's funny. I said that to old Phoebe Bridge. I was like, yeah. Phoebe Bridgers. I was like, if if I said I have emotional motion sickness, like yeah. that's a clever. And her mom's like a yeah. comedian. It's yeah. like it's all. I didn't know her mom was a comedian. We're also yeah. We're all sort of like. I, I don't I don't know to the extent which she is noble as a comedian. I know she does comedy. Okay. No disrespect. I'm just saying yeah. I don't know if you can throw her on Spotify. No, I just know uh, my daughter's brought these young people, young musicians like her, into my life. Yeah. Um, and it's, I'm so lucky. You're so lucky if you do a gig, any type of gig that young people, it seems like a young person, that yeah, young Casey people young still person. wander in and are like, wow, a TV show or yeah. neat podcasts. You yeah. Know? And so I, I have a wave of those young artists back in my life again because of that. Let's talk about a couple things. I do want to talk about execution, which you mentioned. Sure. I also want to talk about the, the, the yeah, you know what it is? I do. I drink this shit. I usually you have do? it with coffee in the morning, but I just had a coffee at all, all time. It's a wonderful 
I like it on its own. I like it. Man, yeah. And I like, uh, I don't like it when there's sometimes if you don't shake it well enough, there's the yeah, little chunk of green goop well, at the bottom. There's a new formula. Tell and me. that's this. They just improved the formula. So oh, if so you ordered it recently. So I might not have the gunk, the sediment. Well, that's, that was one of, because I, I work with them. I got an email that was like, here are the things we fixed. Gunk free. Gunk free. There's no chunk at the bottom. No chunk. No chunk at the bottom. Can you say that to camera? <laughs> and new, no chunk at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I used to try and get the crashing riders to drink it. I was like, why aren't you drinking it? You know what I, mean? <laughs> I felt the same way when they would eat like a heavy lunch. I don't I would even be like, can you stop eating loaves of bread? I, I didn't really feel that way. But, no, like, but you knew there was an afternoon of like Thanksgiving tired. When I was on a show, it was almost like, I know you know this, it was almost like intentional. Yeah. Let's tell these people we don't care yeah. by ordering huge, huge jelly sandwiches. Yeah, huge jelly sandwiches. And, and then and, the rest of the day you're just and, like, and I don't dairy know. dairy-based drinks. That's it. <laughs> just gone. <laughs> just gone. You ever look at, now, now having run shows and all this different stuff, knowing that they're all just people. Yeah. Look at the showrunners, the people yeah. that, um, Sherry and Ellen, they were on Friends. Yeah. Did you work with Sherry and Ellen? Or no, what? I was one year, I got fired, but we can do that later. Oh, yeah, yeah. let's go to that. Sure. Uh, they, they were wonderful. They were always eating light. Yeah. Because they're trying to think. Do you want to know what my... <laughs> They're trying to write a show. I'm here to enjoy the spread. It's like they're the only people at the funeral mourning. And I'm just like, there's little pimentos. <laughs> do you want to go Habsies and you can get the sandwich I didn't get and I'll get the sandwich oh, you didn't get? God. Um, you know yeah. what I do? I they both a, have Thousand Island. <laughs> uh, I have a distinct uh, different way of approaching this issue because I've been running shows since I was a kid. Yeah. And this is true. And it was with forethought. I'm that person. And since they think that I could keep them prisoner and I don't, I want people to have lives. Yeah. So I start every day off like with new staff. So I just go, Oh, it doesn't feel like a work day. Let's just, let's just shoot the shit and blah. And then eventually the dynamic shifts and they're like, Bill, we got to really get working. Wow. <laughs> that clever? Because, that's but, because, good. because I think people see the nightmare of, Oh, we're going to be here till midnight. If we don't get this dude to focus and Whoa, get on this stuff. then anybody that's worked the on, ask anybody that, you know, that's worked on one of my shows. Uh, what's the thing that bill probably says every, every day I say it doesn't feel like, a Oh my God, it does not feel like a work day. What are we doing? We could be doing something that mattered. We can be out building houses. Wait, help me understand it. Is it to trick you into writing too? Is it no, like- I, I am a, a healthy, healthily a- apathetic, but I think if you enter the battle of, I just didn't want to be the school teacher that's like, we got to put our heads down and work and have everybody else be the opposite. Yeah. So to me, I was always like, why can't I be the person that doesn't want to work? And sometimes other people this. have to say they want to work. You know, I, Everyone who listens to this show knows I'm going to say this, but this is like Don Draper. He's always leaving the meeting. He's always going to the movies. <laughs> That was a little bit my style when I was doing... I wasn't... Judah Miller, the Incredible, was running the room. But that was also by design. I didn't want to be the guy running the room. I I wanted uh, to be another guy fucking around. (laughs) I know, right? I've notoriously, since the beginning of my career, I coached all my kids' sports teams. I still leave every Tuesday night to play basketball. It got really bad. I was directing an episode of the show, and I forgot that Tuesday nights I play basketball and it's not about playing basketball. It's the community of it. Same yeah. group of guys forever and ever we'll go out afterwards for beers and sandwiches yeah, and yeah. erase our workout. And I literally on set had to be like, uh, all right, who wants to call action tonight from eight until 10? Cause I'm splitting wow. at seven forty-five, and I took off. Fuck it, man. <laughs> everything was, and you know what? Everything was fine. 
Incredible. Yeah. Did you watch Blackberry? I didn't. It's really good. Is it? There's a subtle message of this where they like... It's on my list of 9,000 things I have to watch. I've watched almost everything. Can you give me some of these things? Because my wife and I are like... I got some good shit for you. We just finished Dave, which was fucking incredible. Uh, The the, Beef. When you said execution, by the way, I was like, Beef. Beef. Did it very well. By the way, I'm so happy for Ali Wong. She's such a... I I had no... I shouldn't have doubted, but I had no idea she could act. She's incredible. And I'll even go one further and say, when it's comics, I go and kind of going like let's see if they can do it yeah like there's a really yeah because i know we're all in our head yeah. all these things that make us terrible actors she was fucking no she's great divine i loved everything she did and I, I i don't know his uh he, he started going by his korean i believe name yeah. but sunny lee is a writer that i worked with and i'm really proud of him oh cool he made it it's now something like you can see why he started going Got by it. sunny for the white folk and because uh, <laughs> well, it's something like Sung Young or yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't me trying to be funny. I know. I, was, I, was well, I laughed anyways. <laughs> no, you, you didn't laugh. You didn't laugh. I did. You laughed at white folk. Yeah. I just didn't want anyone to <laughs> delete the tapes. <laughs> okay. So sensitive. Um, the uh, uh, and then Dave. I'm so obsessed with the actor that plays Gata. I think it, it's such a. What is happening? That's amazing. Also, once I was like, "That's his real hype man." I was like, "Well, you're probably a garbage actor." Yeah. And then every time. Never a false note. Yeah. Incredible. And I'm like, please just, I, I mean, like, I love everybody on that show, but it's it's about Gata and Dave. For yeah. Me. Oh, and I forgot what we were talking about. And no, Santino. We'll give a <laughs> <laughs> two camera. I know. And Andrew Santino, and Andrew the best. Santino. He's the king. He's, uh, is he on that show? Uh, he'll tell you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> then he's not on it enough? What's that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. That's hilarious. He's a true. solid. He's a solid yeah. self promoter, man. Yes, he is. Yeah. I could, I could be on it. I can't do his voice. I can hear it, but he's like, I could be on a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So execution. We're also talking about basketball. You were telling me about your oh leaving and not wanting to drink. Oh, and I was yeah. telling you about uh, BlackBerry. Yeah. And and then we're gonna do shows that I have to yes. tell you about. Yes. There's the uh, the arc of a business and the arc of a show and the arc of a person's life. I was gonna say a man's life, but it's specifically there's something tight about men. I mean it in a bad way. We start out in the garage, like Steve and uh, Wozniak, yeah, yeah. Jobs and Wozniak, kicking it around, and it's pure, and it's and, and then it does just get and and BlackBerry does a really good job at showing what happens when success gets into the picture, yeah. money gets into the picture. And they use it, They the company apparently, Blackberry, always had a movie night, yeah. and this is you playing your basketball. You made the right choice. in the According to the movie Blackberry, you <laughs> I going chose, like, I, I'm going and to- And not burying myself in the, yeah. in the ego and the moment of all that shit. Because it's all gonna go away anyway. Yeah. Well, it's so also you, fake, dude. It's, of course, tell me, go on. <laughs> uh, well, uh, all right, I was talking about this because before I came here, I was at all time meeting with the, uh, a writer that worked on Scrubs and has had tons of... Uh, he knows you a little bit. Andy Schwartz. He's friends with uh, the Sklar brothers. You've met yeah. him a couple times. Okay. He's a nice guy. But we were talking about how there is so much... I, you know, I believe there's certainly a bar of talent, but there is so much luck and capturing the zeitgeist and things that you can't control that if you ever believe your own hype and that you really are that special, I, I think Buddy. that... It, Come on, right? Can I, to that, Ted Lasso dropped in our lives (laughs) when we all needed Ted Lasso. Yeah, we could have predicted that, right? It was so lucky. It was so fucking lucky. It was, look, it's a fantastic show. You know what I mean? I know, but like it also happened to come 
when we were scrounging around for Tiger King and looking for something, and then we didn't know we needed Fred Rogers. You know what I yeah, mean? We needed but, some hope. But that's what, look, in the scheme of things, what I mean is a big lesson. I was very, you're very lucky if you have one of these experiences young. I, when I got fired from Friends, it was such a, I lasted the whole first year, and it was such a huge show. The very same people that wouldn't met, let me meet for jobs the year before were now like, hey, what do you want to do next? Oh, wow. And I was like, I don't think I've changed that much as a writer in the last 14 weeks. <laughs> you <know>? Hilarious. <laughs> you know? You're right. That's and then so you, I had the lesson bullshit. early on. I'm like, oh, it's all horseshit. You know what I mean? I felt the same way when, I, when we were doing Crashing and we were shutting down places and filming on blocks where I used to be nervous yeah. to walk down. And you guys and, shot at the cellar too, didn't you? And at the cellar yeah. too, which was a place that always used to make me very nervous. Yeah. And then suddenly, and this, this was nice. It's hard. I'm not complaining or calling it phony but yeah. i am saying it's like not exactly real <laughs> you know what i mean is that fair to say it's so like i fair. appreciate the kindness and i i but you know what i was i was um managing it i was going don't you dare believe that you're a special right. boy uh because of this treatment or, yeah. well i think that one of the keys to success and longevity sorry is we have to go to the minerals real fast yep like, that was a joke. That was a joke. I got nervous. That was a joke. One of the keys to success and longevity is. Uh, oh, one of the keys to longevity, if you actually have sincere humility about it. And yes. those are the people that I see crushing it yes. still are the ones that are like, how fucking lucky am I that, by the way, even if they're supremely talented. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yes. if you have a moment to go, oh, I've, I've been doing this so long, I've had. This this last career peak has been fun because I never expected to have. I was having a blast. Yeah, but I didn't expect to have an, another a Laurenaissance. Yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean. So it's, it's <laughs> I'm gonna have t-shirts made. Laurenaissance. <laughs> can it say Can it say TV's Mike Nichols on the back? <laughs> That's the, most self that's the most self-aggrandizing <laughs> thing I've ever said. That's what I, want, I want people to call me that. No, the... Uh, <laughs> really? No. Did you read that Mike Nichols biography? I did. Holy shit. Did you... Uh, right, so, um, sidebar again. So, did you... Uh, were you freaked out by my favorite thing? So, unbelievably well-written book, Mark Harris. But um, his partner or husband, I don't know if they're married, uh, uh, is um, worked with Mike Nichols and they were friends and so I couldn't help but think, even though I loved it, that it would occasionally get to sections of like, you'd read nine chapters about a movie and then the next page it would go. And then for the next two years, Mike was a crack addict. And after that he did, I'm like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're glazing. Yeah, yeah. You're glazing. Yeah. No, I, under I, I feel the same. Where, where were you? You were just on sticking the landing. Oh, on the advice. Humble. I was going to say. Humility. Yeah. Uh, so Father Greg Boyle, one of my kindness hacks is yeah. listening to his books just constantly. You're yeah. Right. Do you know Father Greg Boyle? I know a little because they, it was spoken of a lot. And I, I was involved heavily in this thing called the Humanitas Foundation. Do you know that at all? No. Oh, well, it sounds, we'll change. It sounds like a first. gladiator. I made it up to sound smart. Humanitas. <laughs> Two charities enter. Uh, one I, I, leaves. It was started by, uh, God, I got to remember his name. Now I'm going to look like an idiot. I'll find out. Uh, you look on your computer, Humanitas Father, Father, whatever. But it was uh, 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 a TV thing founded years ago that gives grants out and gives awards every year, but tons of money for students. And it's always to comedy, drama, movie, documentary, news show that best puts out some, I don't want to say religious, but kind of 
good messages, oh, okay. triumph of the human spirit under Father Blank's oh, kind of ethos. Okay, and so it's a it's a a, a great organization for storytelling. Very of cool. That ilk. Did old Teddy Lasso get in there? Uh, yes, I think so. Scrubs won a bunch. I'm I'm more oh, though a, a mentory guy on that thing, and I'm on the we've been on the board oh, a I bunch see. of years. Yeah. What, what did you? Well, this is a dumb question. Yes. Let's just lean into it. Go. Ted, the character himself, like th- this is your pilot. Like you, you thought of this guy. Ted Lasso existed. Jason Sudeikis invented Ted Lasso as a w- commercial to sell the Premier League to American sports audiences. Ah. And you can watch that commercial on TV. It was like an SNL sketch. It was very broad and screamy. Um, so funny. But it was Jason. Um, an American football coach that goes over there and in the course of two commercials gets fired, doesn't know any of the rules and is yelling and screaming. Oh, wow. And so you're like the caveman. Then, and so basically, <laughs> I don't know. Shh, shh. TV can, a good artist can come from anywhere. It's Ratatouille. <laughs> That's true. Sure. All right. The, uh, the, uh, and then, but Jason, to his credit, I was chasing him to do something else. And he goes, man, I did this character and uh, nobody will let me pitch this as a show because it was kind of broad and silly and loud, but I'd love it to be something with emotional depth and that he's actually a kind guy and it's about mentorship. And uh, because I had done that in the past, we were able to sell that together. Nobody bought it except Apple because you would show these videos of this dude screaming and loud and raucous and funny and everybody thought that's what the show was going to be. Oh, interesting. And it, it was not. And like Even when we turned in the show, Apple was very supportive. But they, when we turn it in there, like, what the fuck is this? Oh wow! Because yeah, what they wanted the loud. I think that, guy. I think people want honestly comedies I mean, to be noisy and splashy. And know? if I'm thinking about that show, I mean, shouldn't it have ended with him being like, and then you tackle him or something? You know what I mean? Like it should have been stupid. Like it should have been stupid. I'm really obsessed with when the first time you see Ted in the pilot is when he's doing the dance. Yeah, because I went into that show like a lot of shows. Uh, just you know, skeptical. Everybody was loving it. And I was yeah. like, "We'll see about yeah, that." We'll see. I don't know why I go in guarded, probably to not be embarrassed. Yeah. I don't know. And then as soon as he was dancing, I was like, "Oh, like that was the click moment yeah. where something else was happening." What an inter- What a great choice to have a dance. Well, you know what's cool, man, is we. Um, I, I I like interviewing you too. I want to ask if you did crashing for other comics, but that reminded me of that question. Sure. But so when we started on Ted Lasso, the coolest thing is in the writers' room. You know, you never know if anything's going to work, and so we were like, "Man, it'd be nice to work on something inherently optimistic and hopeful." And even if it shits the bed, at least that'll be a super good positive experience. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so. As a, shitting the bed often is. I know. <laughs> it just feels great. Uh, well, and by you the can way, go right once, to bed. once you succumb. It's because it feels awful and then it feels great. It's the key to life is surrender. <laughs> this is happening. Yeah. The moment when you fight it, it's the worst thing that's ever happened. And when your brain goes, maybe it's not the worst thing that's ever happened, then you're like, oh. oh my God. I think there's kind of a profound death comparison here, too, where it's like, if you could just stop Submit. freaking and just surrender and go, it's the end of all the tension and oh. the stress. Uh, I had that joke where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, and it's like, what if Lazarus had debt? You know what I mean? And like he had like a relationship. He didn't know how to get out of it. (laughs) Now I got to break up with her. You know, it's like, sorry, I didn't ask. I did a bleak joke on Scrubs. They tried to sense. We had a very Sam Lloyd who passed away. He's very funny comedian and actor, and he played this uh, sad sack attorney named Ted. (laughs) And he always wanted. We had one joke that you could never do now: is someone opened his briefcase. 
and there was a uh, um, the person opened his briefcase. All that's in here is a smiley face button and a gun. And he goes, well, one's in case I have a bad day, and one's in case I have a really bad day. (laughs) (laughs) The point point of it was that guy accidentally gets pushed off the top of a building, and we shot like the old Hitchcock falling thing. And as he's falling to his death in the middle of it, he goes, he gets relieved and happy. He goes, finally! Oh, my Sweet relief! Yes! And then he lands into a a big pile of garbage and does not die and is disappointed. Come on! (laughs) I think of Homer all the time. There's a late Simpsons joke where Homer's like, and then we raise the kids, and I work for 10 more years. And he goes, and then the peace of the grave. And I was like, (laughs) I just, I sometimes enjoy thinking of the phrase, the peace of the grave. The peace of the grave is a lot of... gets a bad rap. Uh, To bring it all back, I had a buddy uh, comedy writer who got stuck in traffic and eventually had to succumb to um, uh, shitting his pants. And he said it was so liberating when he did it. Because he's, by the way, he just said, turn the radio up, roll the windows down and just, and, and by the way, and the gesture for us became this. We never said it again. And that's it, filling your jeans. <laughs> I wonder if that's sign language for shitting your pants. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it was submitting. The bad W we call it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what we call it, but oh. it is now. Now it is. I mean, what's so bad? Relief? Warmth? <laughs> I mean, my daughter, you know, babies poop their pants all the time. It's, yeah. a, it's a mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're really okay with it. Oh, that's really funny. Drop the story. Where were we at about a million things? Fired from friends. Let's oh, yeah. go to that. What happened? You were there uh, for one year. I got year. fired from my first three jobs. I got fired from... Friends, the nanny, and Boy Meets World, like boom, boom, boom. Fired. Not just we didn't bring you back. Friends, I didn't. I got not brought back, and uh, and I thought I'd done really well on that show. Uh, I did do really well on that show. I remember it because David Crane, who's lovely and actually really helped me, um, he created the show. And at the end of the uh, first season, there's a rap party, and he everybody was drinking and having fun. And he was like, "You know what? You're going to be great, no matter where you end up." You know, really. Like, and I'm like, "Thanks, excuse me." <laughs> like, I literally like, called my. I'm like, "I think I got fired." You. Um, th- oh yeah, yeah. no! But he he hooked me up with. You're uh, going to be great. He like kind of let it slip. Yeah, yeah. But I think he was just. I, I don't think he meant to use that language. Everybody had been <sighs> drinking and whatever, and he was. Yeah. Uh, and but he called Gary Goldberg who is my mentor and who I created Spin City with, and he got me that job. He essentially said, you know, Bill didn't mesh with somebody else up around the show personality-wise. I think he'd be great. And so he really hooked me up. Chandler? Um, yeah, it's Chandler. Bill keeps showing up on set and trying to do the lines. It's not I good. I was that way. <laughs> my first writing job, I was that way. I was like always fraternizing with the cast. No, I, I wanted I was, to be in it so bad. I wasn't. I was just, uh, uh, you know what? I think my, uh, I was too comfortable in the first three writing rooms I was in. And I used to tell everybody that the lesson I learned is that your job isn't to do. Sometimes the people that uh, end up being really good at creating shows in their own voice are not good at, at, at working for others. And you're, it's very hard to learn the job that your job is not to do what you think is funny. Yeah. It's to do what those people think is funny. Wow. You know what I mean? And it's a really, really weird lesson. And, and the worst version of it, it drove it home to me was, uh, I still feel shitty about this. That uh, I wrote on the first year of a show called Boy Meets World and uh, I got fired off of it. But I thought, like, I was a cool-for-school kid, and I thought the show was beneath me, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it was for, for young people and whatever. And it's so poignant when I think about that now, because that show, 
has such special meaning to so many people. Yeah. And I, you know what I mean? And I was yeah. back there. It's like some asshole dissing it while working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was good that I got fired. One pitch. Can his dad, what's his name? Uh, ben Savage. The Corey. Boy. Corey. Yeah, yeah. Can Corey's dad not also be incredible? He's got Mr. Feeney and a good dad. Yeah, he's got it all. He should have a shit dad. No, no, no. They're all I, great. They're all great. <laughs> I used to watch him crave the Mr. Feeney, you yeah, know, yeah. but I was like, but he could also just go to his dad. Yeah. Like his dad was also His dad's great. also great. Yeah. It's great. Ah, this is amazing. Everywhere he turns. A- everywhere is a good father figure, including your father. <laughs> They're all good father figures. Look. <laughs> My dad did a good job, and I was just constantly looking for those. Like on Scrubs, the mean doctor. Yeah, there you go. I call him the mean doctor. Yeah, mean Dr. Cox, sure. Dr. Cox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who didn't need that? Yeah, like you the, need to, especially yeah. boys like me and JD. I know he's a character, but I'm just saying that like when you met your first yeah, like a little the first like, hey, if you suck, you're gone. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy can't yeah. even do it. Yeah. I needed that lesson hard as a as a kid. And uh I got it, and I think I'm able to empathize and actually to circle back to what we talked about. I'm smart enough to be able to say it to people now. The way the things I wish had been said to me right away. Well, like what? Your job is to write what I think is funny, not what you think is funny. Yeah. Um, if you want to say things like uh, "I don't love this show," that's cool, but go work somewhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep, keep it to your fucking self. That's also um, part of your job. Yeah. Yeah. It's another Don Draper. That's what the money is for. <laughs> you know, it's what you're getting paid. Yeah. You realize Mad Men is about making a TV show. Yes. Once you figure that out, you're like, ah. I love when you find out that shows are really about. So, like, uh, somebody once told me, and he may or may not have written on Frasier. Um, but that Frasier was about a relationship between a gay couple and they wrote them as brothers. OMG. Wow. Niles Crane. Uh, Which is fascinating. All I have to add to that is one time we were sitting in this house, I go, Alexa, is David Hyde Pierce gay? And usually when you ask it something like that, it'll go, this is what I found on the internet. David Hyde Pierce has been in a relationship (laughs) with a man. It just went, yes. I was. I thought you were going to say it. Just you know, chuckled and then turned itself off. <laughs> why is that relevant? It would have been also an acceptable answer. Yeah. Like, why do you need to know? Yeah. How does that add to the character? It did though. Yeah, I like that he was. I don't know, stretching. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Why did you get fired from Boy Meets World? Uh, I think for, for that. making it clear that I it was not my thing. You know. Yeah. Um, and then the nanny, it was a more confrontational thing, but I was, um, uh, it's all bad behavior. I learned, I learned yeah. the hard way. What did, what happened on the nan? Uh, the nanny was a weird bureaucratic kind of, not political vibe, which was, uh, they, they hired two, they're, they're people vying to be the new showrunners when the creators were leaving. And one of them hired me as the new staff writer and the others, uh, hired another a young lady is a new staff writer and we felt like we were pieces in their competition. Uh, and this other young lady who's a great young staff writer did not put that into voice. And I found myself, I, I created a great, uh, I did, I have a history of doing these things, Pete, that are very satisfying when I was younger for about five minutes and, and then, then you regret them forever. Yep. And uh, I, uh, I felt that the people on the other team were shitting on a writer's draft that I had written um, because it was me, you know, and, and because they're all jockeying. And uh, I tried to catch them in a moment that they had not actually read it. And I, I did. And then I said, 
no big deal, but you should probably read it before you shit on it. And then there was a, a, a little silence and discomfort. And then I was politely told that maybe I shouldn't work there anymore. But you were right. It was still dicky. Little Dicky, yeah, yeah, great yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I was waiting for something way worse. I guess you're I think not supposed I think, to have I don't think you're supposed to do that when you're the eight week staff writer and you're 24. Yeah. You know, well, it must have been hard. I mean, you you were young in the room. You were a Doogie Howser. Uh, I was very young. I, I I I created Spin Shitty when I was 25, and those were my 25. Did it's very weird. <laughs> just a full Krasinski for that yeah. that's truly incredible I mean a lot of people feel like they what is the hump between feeling like you could write for TV and then actually doing it I mean like you had to have were you doing that privately well I was no I was um, uh, I was trying really hard to be a stand up when I was 21 uh, I, I got signed by managers that manage only stand ups named George Shapiro and Howard West yeah signed guys been around forever and ever yeah and uh uh I was very lucky to realize I could not perform. I was not a good performer at all, but I could write the stuff and even friends using my material. I knew I could write dialogue, but the big thing for me was I was good enough to uh, get a job writing TV. And I was a, just a TV freak as a kid and, you know, obsess, obsessive about it. But uh, one of the reasons I write about this constantly is I got very lucky that Gary David Goldberg, who passed, uh, passed away way too young, brain cancer. I had a honest to God, like, see it in a movie mentor you know so when i got fired off of friends um and i got set up with him he saw how, something in me and he literally uh um just on a date no the uh, uh <laughs> frazier was uh, a- <laughs> uh, david crane the friends guy called and said you're doing a new he was doing um dreamworks first sitcom it was called champs it was not good but uh <laughs> I remember the logo uh, sure and the uh, uh and then they started making sweatshirts that's a different company <laughs> The, uh, the, and that's the logo I was thinking of. <laughs> it, was, it was. Nailed it. The, uh, um, the, uh, you're quick. You're almost too fast for me. I can keep up, though. You're doing great. All right, thanks. The, uh, uh, and uh, on that show, Gary was really cool. He used, to, he used to talk about something called a meritocracy, which is if he thought you were good at something, he's like, all oh, the fucking EP, supervisor, they're all just titles. And I was really good at stories and outlining them. So even as a kid, he was letting me outline stories on that. And when that went away, um, Mike Fox wanted to get back into TV, but he said he wanted to do it with Gary Goldberg, who had created Family Ties, and uh, his old mentor. But he's like, I also want to do it with somebody young that writes these new shows that have like 30 scenes, like Friends. And so uh, Gary said, you and I are going to create this show together. And the one thing he didn't tell me, it was so funny because he literally sent me to showrunning camp the first year. He's, you know, you bring me in the editing room and teach me how to edit. It's like, do a cut of the next episode yourself and then I'll go over it with you. And then taught wow. me how to talk to actors. But in my head, was it was all there? out of benevolence. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And the show shot in New York City because Mike wouldn't leave New York City. And it didn't dawn on me. I was there, you know, we were like three months into the first year. And I'm like, Gary, it's weird. How come you haven't moved here? And he's like, don't worry about it. So have you figured this out? <laughs> so wow. he, was, he was both a great benevolent mentor, but he, his family was all in LA. His kids were here. So he never, you know, it was literally one of those things about three quarters of the way through the first year. He's like, you feel like, you know, your way around the block. I'm like, Wait. yeah, of course he like, said, who wants to call action from 745 to 10? <laughs> he's like, peace out. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And then he, he had a, the greatest gig cause he would come in. Uh, he wouldn't come be there in hiatus weeks, but he would come in 
if he was back in LA, like on Wednesday for a run through and then be there on the show and then go out in New York city and then head back to uh, LA. Wow. Yeah. So you learned fast. What did he tell you about talking to actors? Oh, by the way, he always has this, uh, yeah, he, it's me. the, uh, am I, uh, uh, um, or a good actor or, uh, 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 I mean, a good extra or a bad extra. That was always the, his favorite thing of someone going, so and he's like, yeah, now you're not an extra, but no, his, uh, his, the, <laughs> 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 um i just watched zach's movie and i didn't tell him yeah. he just did it like two weeks ago the show and i wanted to be like there's a couple background actors in your movie that like forgot how to walk <laughs> like they forgot how to walk and it, it, i just I, I maybe it was blackberry i doubt it was blackberry that movie is really great but there was a scene i'm watching the show it was zach's movie they're going into this restaurant and there's an actor and they're always just in the middle of the best conversation like yeah And I'm like, poor guy, because it's a wonder. He can't cut can't, around it. I can't watch any of my old stuff because it's all I see. <laughs> Judd's that way too. Oh my he God. goes, you only watch his background actors. There's one that they asked me if I wanted to go fix it, and there's people playing tennis behind Richard Kind and somebody else, and uh, um, they uh, didn't even, because there was no ball because it was making too much noise, and you couldn't see the ball because of the way the fence and the whatever was. <laughs> But they got into this rhythm that they weren't taking turns doing strokes. So they're on opposite sides of the thing, both at the same time. And I'm like, what are they playing? It makes me insane. I'll send this it to you. This is life. It's the worst Have thing Have you seen world. the broom that isn't touching the ground? It's a classic. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. There's a guy and he's got a huge push from it. It's not touching the ground. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Because they told him not to brush because it's the sound. Dude, I used to collect that shit. I got there's a I got one there's a pizza delivery person that uh, right before they they come they they in the pizza that they're holding it like this at first, <laughs> like a book. <laughs> and then, oh by the way, ah, ah, did, did it? Uh, hey, I got a pizza. <laughs> and I'm like, that pizza's not edible anymore, my friend. <laughs> that pizza is gathered at the bottom of that oh like a pizza God. bean bag. <laughs> <laughs> he's holding it like a book like a book on his way to class uh, <laughs> now, now I'm a pizza guy <laughs> truly <laughs> truly good truly oh, good you have that yeah, you have footage I of do. that I do I okay we'll cut it in because we, we, <laughs> we, we have to see that oh my goodness truly okay <laughs> what happened with your wife and Matthew Perry <laughs> and we're back and we're back. We'll be right back. And we're back. And we're back. The uh, uh, um, you got it out of her. I uh, hear so. My, uh, <laughs> the annoying thing, even now with my kids, my wife, my wife is prone to having these. Uh, she, they're beautiful, but like she's huge into photography. So all the black and white pictures of our family are everywhere. But then there's collages of all of her childhood and all the people. And unfortunately, and I can give you this too. There's a picture of her and Maddie back when they were young. Um, and I probably knew him then playing um, paddle tennis and all the kids just think it's her and me. So it's already annoying. Oh and so my God. all the time we were dating as people are all careful. She was, you know, she was like, no, no, I know we were, we were just friends. And then we, we uh, um, had not talked about it for, we had been married for eight years, eight years. And Matt, and I was still friends with him and he was going to be on scrubs and direct an episode. And we hadn't talked about him in years, except seeing him occasionally socially. And we were driving to work together, which we did because she was on that show. And I go, uh, just casually, I go, is it going to be weird like with him directing you since you guys slept together and stuff? And she goes, no. And I go, ah! 
ah! Ah! And she went, no, 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 no. And I went, <laughs> How did you do that? Well, How you... <laughs> did you do that? That is masterful. It was awesome. It's like cane and kung fu. Yeah, it was awesome. I never mentioned it for a decade. And then I said it casually as if it had been something we discussed You kept times. it on ice yeah, for yeah. 10 it was years. fucking Oh, it's probably going to be weird. Uh, I just want to try it because it's left with him. <laughs> wow. It Truly made me, incredible. It made me so very happy. Somebody told me they went to Matthew Perry's house once and, and, <laughs> and he, had a, he had a TV screen the size of a movie screen. That's what they said. It was like a whole wall. I think that's an exaggeration, Pete. It it's sounds like screen. an exaggeration. I don't know if you've, when you stand next to a movie screen, they're huge. They're really big. They're, some of them are as big as houses. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> He had a second house that was a TV screen. Just a- <laughs> it was the size of the wall. He was playing Call of Duty, and he, and, he, and they were like, and there were all these, they were like topless women in the in the hot tub, and he didn't care. He was, he was, playing, he was playing Call, Call of, Duty. of Duty with life sized like Call of Duty action yeah, yeah. figures. It's like you have to have a funeral. I like the guy that's bigger than me. <laughs> I feel like he's a friend. I feel like that guy's a friend. <laughs> raises the stakes when they're the size of you that guy was a that was a real compatriot do you want to read his backstory i don't i don't want to read his backstory i'll never do it but that that's a sketch idea i have as you do john wick but every time you shoot somebody you cut to black and white and you do the obituary you go like terry had a thing for tuna melts but he liked it he, he didn't line it with cheese he liked a hot tuna that's sandwich that's funny you know, by the way you could also do randomly in that show in that movie cut to a dude with a beautiful little kid and a <laughs> wife and he's having coffee and he says he's going to be at the game later and he gets in car and he drives That's there and he, gets- and he walks in and he's just shot that quickly and killed and then and then they go on with John Wick that would make me really happy it, that would be like art film brilliant in the middle of the fight what? it's just a guy what? eating scrambled eggs <laughs> Oh, yeah, big day. I got to head to work. Yeah. What time's the game? I'll probably miss the first inning, but you bat fifth, right? If you guys get out quick, I'll see your first at bat in the second inning. Sh- do you sh- yes, put on the helmet. <laughs> and then he, he has to be a guy that just walks out with a jacket. You shouldn't even, <laughs> you shouldn't even get a yeah. shot off. Yeah, you yeah. should be the guy that just gets the <laughs> from behind. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. And then the movie resumes. Yeah, then the movie just keeps going. <laughs> You, you seem like me in that me and Kumail, one of the hardest laughs of my life was we were watching some. I think we weren't even watching it. We were just talking about like a movie like Mac and Me yeah, yeah. or like yeah. some alien movie where there's a live action alien <laughs> in the movie. And then like out of nowhere, there's just like a hardcore sex scene with the alien, like the alien. <laughs> and then Kumail goes, and they're not even trying to make it look like it's the same. And it's just like a guy in the makeup is running. <laughs> it's the same sort of thing. It's deeply inappropriate. Everyone's like, "What is this? Is this part? Is this? I didn't read about this. This is not even the same alien. <laughs> just non sequiturs abound." This episode is brought to us by our friends at Element, L-M-N-T. My favorite part of my morning routine is drinking a big glass of water with Element inside. Not only does it make it taste incredible, I love their watermelon salt flavor the best. I love their chocolate salt flavor at night, uh, which I drink hot as also my second favorite, maybe tied for first. 
What is it? It's replacing the water that you lose throughout the day through ordinary movement, through exercise, for me, through sauna, uh, through just being alive and sweating here in the summer. It's replacing that, but it's also replacing your electrolytes. You need to replace electrolytes to prevent muscle cramps, headaches, and energy dips, and getting that sodium, that potassium, and that magnesium in your body, in your blood, first thing, helps jumpstart your day, helps with brain cognition, helps neural connectivity, helps energy. It gets me ready to go. I've given it to so many friends that say they drank an orange salt after they went on a run, and it basically floods your body with everything you just lost and replaces it and then some, and you feel fantastic. Element has become a huge part of my wellness program. I've given it to so many friends. I love the taste of it. It makes drinking water a pleasure and provides the optimum ratios of those elements of sodium, potassium, and magnesium, which is so hard to get into your diet for health, performance, energy, and mental function. It tastes incredible. I also notice when I drink one at night, I don't get up to pee. Something about the sodium in there gives the water something to work with instead of waking me up to pee, which is incredible. Makes me feel fantastic before a workout, carrying me through the workout, or sometimes I drink it after my workout to replace what just came out, which is awesome. Element is a huge game changer. So many people that I follow and love online were talking about it, so I'm so glad I gave it a try. I think you got to get it in your routine as well. And if Element doesn't exceed your expectations, they have a no questions asked refund policy. You don't even have to send it back. So support your body, support this show. Go to drinklmnt.com slash weird and you'll get a free sample pack with any purchase, which is awesome because you can hone in and find your favorite flavor. They even have a spicy one, which I really enjoy. Go to drinklmnt.com t.com slash weird support your body support your mind and support the show we're also brought to us by our friends at ritual obviously conversations like this with bill where we're talking about comedy and show business and writing those are easy but getting health advice from your friends it's not really the move ritual has taken the guesswork out of the vitamin game their multivitamin for men is based on science to help fill common nutrient gaps in the diet and level up your nutrient goals it's an all-around win the number one critique i hear about uh, vitamins is that you just pee it out of your system but ritual has a delayed release means it's breaking down in your lower intestine and actually getting absorbed into your blood that's not just hearsay i used to go to the doctor and as a mostly vegan i would get updates you're missing b12 you're missing this 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 i I had deficit i started taking ritual and now i'm knocking it out of the park it's incredible it's scientifically developed with high quality key ingredients in clean bioavailable form it's got a minty flavor which i love making it taking it a pleasure it gives you d3 omega-3 dha to support normal muscle function immune function is obviously d3 Uh, it's made traceable because your nutrients come from and where they come from is just as important as what they're for so you can read all about that it's vegan friendly non-gmo sugar-free gluten-free major allergen free and as i said it's time released so i fast most mornings and i take a ritual and it has zinc in it zinc can upset your stomach ritual does not upset your stomach because it doesn't break down until it's through your stomach, which is incredible. The minty essence just takes it over the top. So Essential for Men is a quality multivitamin from a company you can actually trust. And get this, Ritual is offering weirdos 30% off, 30% off your first month. Go to 
ritual.com slash weird to start ritual or add essential for men to your subscription today i also love their pre po, post and probiotic all in one symbiotic plus go to ritual.com slash weird start your ritual today support your body and support the show all right everybody let's get back to bill lawrence let's okay what i was gonna ask about like coming breaking in at 25 sure or let, let's do this. Would you would you do us the favor yes. of some of the advice you give people who are trying to become writers? Just because, I mean, you're teaching it and you're doing it, and I'm sure people are tuning into this episode going like, I have an idea. I have an idea. Just, yeah, but I don't do that. Can we do that public service announcement? Because yes. you've been in there before. Yes. Of, you know what no one understands is if you go to somebody and say, I have this amazing idea that in my office or my college or my family or my people should be a sitcom, and I want to tell you about the idea and have you do it. Uh, if you want to write that, more power to you and you should. Otherwise, I don't know why people don't say it enough. Here's what you're saying. You're going to someone and go, hey, you know how you've worked for your entire life to get to a point that you can do the shows and ideas in your head? I would like you to oh. do the idea that's in my head and when doing this, you would get less money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you wouldn't do your idea, you'd do mine. Does that yeah. sound fun? It would be satisfying to me. To me so and me only. your life, yeah, yeah. the sweat of your life, <laughs> yeah. to, to get the rock that's on your back off, yeah. put my rock on your back and carry it through. Are you an amazing historical figure or political figure or someone that's done something important? No, I just work, I just yeah. work in a place that I think should be a sitcom. Stop doing that. That's, that's absolutely right. Also, isn't it funny that it's like, this lights me up, but not enough to do it. Yeah. But I think you should do it. Yeah, which is also insane. <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, and it's also, it's also a, uh, it's the first thing that I say to people because I don't want to be a cynic because it's very easy to be cynical, especially in these times about how hard it is. And it is really hard. But I can say the nice thing I say, I, if someone's like, oh, can you say something hopeful? I say, if you come out here as a young person and you call yourself a writer and you write a script from beginning to end that's finished and has no misspellings and looks like a TV script and is a good example of what you can do, even before you've shown it to anybody, you're ahead of 75% of the people that call themselves writers out here. Isn't that wild? And it's fucking bananas, man. The yeah. amount, I, I, when I first got out here, I got out here, I'm old. I got out here at a time that you were literally calling up you know, guys and gals, you know, in college that were funny at a bar and going, get out here. They're giving money away, wow. you know, and wow. anybody that was funny and quippy, you'd be like, get yourself out here. Wow. But the amount of people that you would go, what do you do? I'd be like, I'm a writer. And they'd be like, oh, I'm a writer too. I'm like, oh, uh, what are you working on? What have you written? Nothing yet. But man, I got so many good things up here in the noodle. And you'd be people, like, do you? People think because everyone thinks yeah. and everyone has a life. And everyone watches stuff. I really think there's like a, it's not even, it's it's too far to call it a delusion. It's almost like a, an innocent mistake. Uh, yeah, yeah like, but it's the ultimate I could do that. It's the ultimate I could do that gig. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. people think I could do that about comment, stand up. Right. I don't think they think I could do that about acting. I think if they're like, oh my God, I love that show and I speak like those people, they don't realize they speak like them because they've been watching it. Right. And that's what's satisfying. That's so funny. Yeah. That is so funny. <laughs> I, I speak exactly like that. the people on the show that I watch over and over. I could totally do this. When I went back after I got into comedy like full time, I was always trying to do it. But I went to New York and I was surrounded by more professionals. I went home 
to my first wedding yeah. and I realized all the friends that I thought were funny friends, I was like, this guy's just talking like Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Like, they, like you used to be able to do that. Yeah. Like you could just find a comic and kind of talk like him. And or then you I could go like, to high school and do Stephen Wright lines and people would be like, that's so funny. When'd you think of that? And you'd be like, you say that because there was a guy who, <laughs> it doesn't matter who he is, but he saw me at a show 20 years ago. His name is Dana Gould. And he became, <laughs> Dana became, <laughs> A Facebook obsession of mine, and he was no, not, it wasn't data, but it was this guy, and he wanted to be a comedian, and I became like sort of like this, like my wife knows his name. Yeah. I haven't checked in on him in a long time, but I, I just was curious. This guy wants to be a comic. What's he gonna do? Yeah. And then one time I went to his page, and he had this really funny joke. It just it was his status, and it was I, I wrote that's hilarious, and then he wrote that's Stephen Wright. Thanks, and I was like. Buddy. Do you know what my favorite thing is? Buddy. My favorite part of that is not just the buddy, but is that thanks. Thanks. I, 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 you know what? When thanks. I translated he his still line. Took it. <laughs> he still took it. Thanks is the amazing thanks. thing. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was either going to pick a line from him or from Bill Burr, and I'm like, you know what's going to be better is, uh, is, yeah, that, is him. That. Thanks. I'm a curator. <laughs> I'm a comedy curator. Can I tell you, of all the stand-up comedians, of all the stand-up comics, of all the jokes, the one that is in my life the most is a Mitch Hedberg line where he goes, you ever mumble some shit, but people don't hear you, so you have to repeat it, and then they don't hear you, and you have to repeat it, and now you're yelling some <laughs> asinine nonsense. And they're like, what? And you go, that tree is far away. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so when my wife... And I are saying something. Yeah. I say something, but it's inconsequential, and she doesn't hear me. Yeah. I'll just go. That tree is far away, and That's she just so she just knows. It's really filled a gap in our life. She does it to me. That tree is far away. I'm I need like, something like that with my wife. It's a way of saying like I was just reaching out. I was just pinging you. Yeah. Like it's all saying fun. something. I'm just checking. I was. Is saying... this silence a cool <laughs> silence, or is this like a really uncool? Si- I never cool know. Cool silence. Or is it cool? Oh my god, you did the thing I like with the words. It's the same word. Yeah, isn't that funny? Do you have a favorite joke that you remember? Do you have a fa- like uh, of I, all jokes? I have a favorite, and you made me think of it for some reason. I have a favorite. Jo- it was on a show called uh, Police Squad, which was the the TV show before they made those naked yeah. gun movies. Yeah, and I don't know why it still makes me giggle. I don't know why it popped in my head. I'm gonna hit you with. I got mine ready. All right, ready? So Wesley Wesley Nielsen walks into uh, the there's a someone who was murdered, and he he walks into the person's house past the yellow police tape, and there's a guy in there. And he goes, he pulls out his gun. He goes, who are you? And how'd you get in here? And the guy goes, I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. And I don't know why I don't, it's not even the joke that I love is I, I've, every part of it. Well, not only that, I think of the guy in the writer's room who went, I got an idea. He must've been so joyful. When he's like, he's like, who are you? And how'd you get, who are you? How'd you get in here? I'm a locksmith. I'm a locksmith. It's fucking perfect. It really, it actually gives me the sensation of fullness. Like it fills me up. Like I don't need lunch anymore. We used, to, we, we used to do the bit in our writer's room of that guy saying that, and then he would gather his things to go home, even though it was only like 1030. So I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith. So Monday, are we going to start that, at the same? Yeah. One of my favorite writers, Laura Guten, would be trying, one of the best feelings in a writer's room, you're trying to get the blow yeah. to the episode, the yeah. whole episode. Yeah. Just the last joke. And if we get it, we get to go home. And she'd do it, and she'd just—that's it. We go home. Same exact thing. I, I, I have nothing new to add. Here's my okay. Two, one from Naked Gun because we have to. Now yeah. that we're thinking of those types of jokes, there's a tall guy out of frame. He brings a banana up out of frame. He brings it back down. Half the banana is gone, <laughs> and he goes, "You got something right here." And he, and then half the banana falls. 
<laughs> what shot. did he do? <laughs> what did he do? How did he even get it on his face? And did he? Uh, did he yeah, have to bite it he and put it real. on. He just he just wiped it on his. You know, some the whole thing. And by the way, that guy's he's always cut off right below the chin. Perfect. Brilliant. Sure. What's number I two? also okay. So the joke. This is from a multi, which I, 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 my uh, lockdown shows. Obviously, we're Ted Lasso, and then. Uh, Frasier. We did watch all of Frasier. It's such a well-written show, man. It was amazing. Incredible. Did you know, I tell you the fact, isn't there, <laughs> is there a lonelier feeling than if I went, did you know somebody who wrote on Frasier told me that's about a gay couple? And you're like, that was me. I would love that. <laughs> I would say nothing and I would go with it. I'd be the I difference. start to bleed out of my oh, eye and you oh, go, one God. out of three people going to a hospital. <laughs> don't make it. <laughs> what a horror. What's happening? It's a harrowing fact. I don't know how he does his podcast, but it circles around to him saying your stuff eventually. And then I think he just cuts it so that nothing, he came up with all of it. Nothing would delight my ego more. <laughs> is if I could have your wisdom. You're not here to write what you think is funny. You're here to what I think is funny. Just something I learned from my mentor. And then I nodded <laughs> and I take that to my next show. I, by the way, thanks. This uh, uh, happened to me. And I will tell you after. Okay, because here's the joke. joke. Yes. Frazier, they're at a restaurant. It doesn't matter. They're at a restaurant. It's like the third act. It's a big crescendo. And they're, I'm going to get some of the facts wrong, but let's say it's Roz. Yeah. And she's dating one of the waiters. Like, But he's like a busboy at yeah. the restaurant. And he, the cat's out of the bag. Shit's going down. Things are bad. And the guy who's the waiter, he's holding a, a thing of water. He, he won't come over to the table. <laughs> Trying to get him to come to the table, but he won't because he's afraid. So then Niles finishes his water and holds up the cup and he has to come over and fill up the water. It's the best like physical, like what could That's we a, do in the world? Yes. That's what I would always say. It's a pet peeve of mine. I have to go watch that. Writers, I, I know, I didn't do it justice, but it's, no, but it's, it's brilliant. It's, the, it's, it's Chuckles the Clown. It's what does a yellow light mean? It's one of those moments. It's, it's in the world moment. Yeah. Exactly. I always would say, because it's my personal taste, what's happening in the room? Where yeah. are we? Yeah. Is there a fire extinguisher? Is there a, he's on the radio. There's a cough button. There's a joke there. There's like like something in the world. People would just write these like, hey, Jim, my name's James. Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. Jim, 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 And I'm just like, they're in an antique store. Can he, yeah. something? Isn't it weird that, People don't, I mean, can you tell inherently just the difference, even in a multi-camera show, that people, somebody's writing it that actually hears people speak as opposed to ones yes. that are, feel like they're robots? Well, I want to know your biggest criticism, and I also want to know what you have in the chamber, but my biggest criticism watching a show is this is one person's voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and everyone. <laughs> certain people can do it. Sorkin can do it. No, I, I want. Yeah, by the way, you just—he's my. Uh, you, you know, I always had pet peeves with Aaron Sorkin. So. Because of that. Well, yeah, it was because it. Bing bong. Your pizza's here. Is it a pizza with the thing? It's got the thing on top of it. The thing on top of it. It's spicy. You like spicy? I like spicy. I don't know if you can handle this spice. He's the pizza guy. He doesn't talk like that. The pizza guy. Wait, it's the pizza <laughs> guy says it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the the pizza the guy gets in there, your the people, reference. The people in there yeah. talk like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, this is what bothers me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody talks like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes yeah. me crazy. I was... Aaron made fun of one of my shows once. So oh. I, we, we, uh, uh, Aaron, um, I know how you listen to this podcast. The, uh, no, that he, uh, 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 Sports Night was on right after Spin Shitty. And, yeah. uh, uh, that show was struggling. Uh, and, and by the way, he wanted to call it Aaron Sorkin Sports Night. But the, uh, he did uh, not. Yes, he did. So the, uh, um, um, 
perfect <laughs> delivery on yes he did. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> no, but the uh, 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 now I'm spiraling because I'm a just good thinking writer. of how they used to want to call it Fonzie's Happy Days. Fonzie's and you happy know days. who said no? Uh, Henry, Henry Winkler. Winkler, good guy. So uh, uh, <laughs> I probably took way too much offense, but you know we used to have to do the tag of Spin City, they would occasionally ask us to do one that went right into sports night to try and keep our audience watching their show. I see. So like Mike would turn on the TV and he would do his last joke. And then that guy talking would go onto their, you know, you know what I mean? To keep people from changing the channel. Yeah. Yeah. Back when pre binge. back back when we cared about stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And when his show got canceled, he gave an interview in the New York times magazine and he said, we were never going to succeed. We were on after a fucking show that had a talking dog. And Spin City, uh, at one point, and th- I thought it was funny, had a talking dog that was voiced by David Letterman, and uh, and it, it and it was funny because it came from I went over to a writer's mom's apartment in New York City, and she had this dog, and she's like, y- "You're gonna love him. He's 17." And the dog had half of the fur on its head was gone, and it had one exploded eye, and every time the dog looked at me. In my head, because I was always stoned too, it's just like, just kill me. Please, <laughs> please, just push the TV over on me. I won't even move. I won't even move to get out of the way. Just do it. And <laughs> if you do it on this side, I won't see you coming. <laughs> and I, you know, we did that joke, and Dave Letterman was the voice of that. Oh, kill me for the love of God. And, and it was funny. Yes. And he shit on the show. Because of and, that. And then I ran into him in a bar and I did an imitation of. Aaron Sorkin to Aaron Sorkin at a bar while angrily. Just the way I just did. Oh my God. Is that the thing with the drink? It's the thing with the drink. Is there a napkin under it? This type of napkin? You like that type of napkin? I like the ones that are dry. I like the ones I just kept going over and over. And what and did like, he say? Oh, my show sucks. You, you know, it was, it's a different time, Pete. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's just an escape uh, hatch from any conversation. What happened then? It was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> that goes in the history books. It was, it was the best. Would you, you guys? Did you guys have a fight? It was a different time, man. <laughs> that sounds like you duel afterwards. That's it's a different I mean, time. Yeah, not in the bar. We did it out in the street, like gentlemen, like gentlemen did. You nah. accepted the challenge. He's very. You know what's interesting about his stuff is when it's something that warrants that importance. It's very, very good. So I agree. Like, well, like social network. Yeah. Or, or, uh, uh, you can't handle the truth. Want me on that wall. Need me on that wall. All that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. like, Oh, it works. But yeah. then yeah, 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 when yeah. they're writing Saturday night live, it doesn't seem as important. Well, yeah, that I would say that, uh, publicly and without shame that that is why one of the big reasons that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I say all this with, I, I had shame. I'm a, I don't have shame. shame. I, I, I don't have shame. Do you, well, have, I, you have tons I'm, of things that didn't work. Don't you? Do you own them? What do you mean? I, I've like had mistakes. To, I've had tons of shows that were well, awful mistakes. Well, as a comedian, mistakes. you have tons of jokes. You want yeah. to hear the worst thing I opened with? Yes, please. I've oh, said this is going to make me really happy. But I go, hi, my name is Pete. Uh, some of you might recognize me. Some of you might be cognizing me for the first time. It's ungettable. Recognizing. I don't even that's understand why, that's the wordplay. Break it out Until you. you said recog. Recognizing. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you might be caught. There's a certain, my mom has this. My mom, you could come and sit at our dinner table and say, she would just look at you and be like, and that's why the cat had one ear. Like she doesn't care if you understand what she's talking about. I have a little bit of that where I'm like, they'll get it. And I have to be careful. They don't. My wife, Val, the number one note she gives me is go slower and remember they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they have no idea what's going on. They don't know what, and when I watch other comedians that I like, yeah. Oftentimes it's it's guys like me and and they're just, they can be a little bit too they fly. fast they fly. and you say yeah. 
they skipped like the whole, didn't I say yeah. she had red hair? And it's yeah. like, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. It's a Rick Glassman thing. It's exactly Rick Glassman. When he was, uh, he's getting, he's really starting to uh, find. Mature? It. Yes. He is maturing. He is. I like that thing you did with him. Uh, the way we're circling back, that was one of the first times I was painfully frank with somebody. Oh, that was, was real? The, the, yeah, I, I what you out filmed? of my basketball game. He's very good. And all my friends who are not Hollywood guys, and you know, this is their one night out a week. Finally, a group of them came and I'm like, what the f- That guy's got to go. It's exhausting. <laughs> and uh, I sat him down. He's back in the game now. Oh, no. Because I, I, I sat him down and uh, I said, uh, You got to ask yourself the question. You're one of the better basketball players here and you're always picked last. And I said, uh, uh, by the so way, he started with the evidence. Yes, very logical. Well, you know, it's funny at the end. He at the end of my whole speech. Well, actually, goes, that, that I can hear his voice. I he, can't goes, do uh, it. he goes. He uh, goes. One of the best. I'm the best. <laughs> one of the best. I'm the best. One of the best. I'm the best one here. I'm like, you're not. That guy played for USC. But the that's not the point. Whoa. That's not what we're. That's my not, favorite. Rick Glassman. The first time I did his podcast. First of all, since then, now when I do people's podcasts, and I I told this to Rick, he knows this. I've started going like I have ninety minutes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, we did three hours. It I know, like a riffing. Dude, contest. I'm a cameraman in one of your episodes. He cuts to, he got me to put on a fake mustache and be behind the camera. And sometimes, as a bridge cut, they cut to me in a flannel shirt. Not even in my own episode. <laughs> you mean you shot it when you did your episode? Yes, He's like, we'll just I was use there, this. and Rick's like, could you also stay for a half an hour and be a cameraman and do some jokes? I'm like, what? Oh my God! I did, I did it. There's a certain boldness. Like if if Rick was a cell, a biologist would go, "We need these cells." Yeah, we need. Like, them. You know what I mean? It's like a fear. The human race will never die. That's right. Yeah, he's Ethan Hunt. But we were. Do- I was said. I was like, "You sound like Dane Cook," and he does to me. Yeah. And then he was like, "No, I don't," and, uh, or something. And he, and then he was like, "Let's call him." And he called Dane. I've told this before. And he was on speaker, and he's like, "You're on my show." And Dane was like. Get me off speaker. <laughs> and, and just like <laughs> calmly was like, you can't do you can't that. Put, you can't put me on speaker on your podcast. Yeah, you can't that. call me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he is, Rick is how I was and certainly how I felt throughout yeah. junior high. Like there's something uncut about that. Jam. But aren't there, if you share the way that you and I look at this work, don't you look at people like that? I looked at you that way. And you get excited because of like like watching Rick. There's a, a magic. Yes, it's a faucet. It's really fun. I completely agree. People like that are inspiring to me. Um, oh, back to the circle. So yeah, I had lots of. I, I was very oh, yeah. lucky. I had lots of pieces of shit that uh, um, they just were so bad they didn't get on television, or people don't know they were mine because I. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't cognized. Yeah, they weren't cognized. Yours. Awful, awful, awful. You know what my biggest shame moment is? Because you mentioned your mom is, and I still do this once in a while. So Mike Fox on Spin City, we didn't use a laugh track. And even, you know he's so funny. We didn't have to. And, and we cut things that didn't work. But because of that, there's always um, a couple jokes every episode that were just meh or, or absolute yeah. stinkers. And my mom went to 84 consecutive episodes of that show. She no. lives in Connecticut. And uh, and and uh, whenever there's a really bad joke, all you can hear is my mom's loud fake cackle. <laughs> oh, one laugh. I could put that on TV, and it just is a fucking. It's like a fork and a knife scraped together for me. I'm like, oh my god. Have you seen the I think you should leave sketch? Which one? Yeah, yeah, where he's show. in the audience. Yes. And, <laughs> and, he, and he realizes he can. 
He's in the laugh audience and he realizes it's a platform to like complain about a business that ripped him off or something. I was like, it's kind of amazing that no one actually has tried that to be like, ha, ha, Home Depot's a scam. You know, and it was just like, that show's brilliant, man. It truly is. Um, but it yeah, so the, I don't know if you have mom shame with that shit, but it sounds like your mom. How does your mom view your comedy? Is she loved? Is she a monster fan? No, well, the, you want to get a good idea of who I am. Yes. I was just going to say she is, but in the wrong way. <laughs> it's really funny, man. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, I was going to say, if you're going to write like a character description, really he's, he's, his mom is a fan, but Pete would say in the wrong way. Really because funny. she loves me unconditionally. And yeah. my mom, I tell her this all the time. I, I'm not oh I'm withholding with my love, but I'm like, she's the, she's the pilot light. Yeah, yeah. Like she lit my whole like I believe in me and yeah. I'm worthy of love yeah. and I, I can do anything. I can do anything. I can stand up in front of people and talk even though yeah, absolutely no one else in your family was an artist before you, right? No. Yeah. And my mom, even with you know weird junior high years, I may I don't know if people would think this is weird, but she was like, "You're gonna beat him off with a bat." Like she, <laughs> thought, she thought it was a catch. You know what I mean? And that like that makes your heart start to turn gold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're you're special. Like, I'm I'm but like. And certainly there are times when I've been feeling too special, but like, you know, that, that can go to your head as yeah, well. Yeah. But she, she tamped that down with some other sure. Lithuanian styling. Oh, there you go. Good for you. <laughs> but the, the example that comes to mind is, is she, she's gotten better and better. And that's an incredible thing to say about a woman in her 80s is she gets better and better. That's when they really start changing. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Those are the years. My wife is always like, your mom should go into therapy. I'm like, well, that's when women really look to change is their mid 80s. That's funny. I just work on some things. There was a 90 year old cello player who practiced every day and they asked him, why do you practice? And he said, because I think I'm improving. (laughs) And I I was like, that's beautiful, though. I was like, that's we should all be so lucky to have that beginner's mind. But anyway, my mom will watch a special, but she'll bring her church friends over. And all she says is how humiliated she was with the language or yeah. whatever. And, and you can see why I especially real it's like Richard Rohr and, and father Boyle and people who love God and love me and yeah. can look the other way when I'm like, and you're jizzing all over an electric yeah. fence. And they don't confuse that for something that I would say, say is actually dirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like malice or yeah. envy or, or ugh, like I find cruel. it fascinating. Don't you that, you would think she's oh, gotten better. She wouldn't say that anymore. Good. Go That's on. Good. That's good. That's just thing. I, I love when people that you would think would have such disdain for stuff appreciated on the level that you just spoke about. It's so lovely and heartening. Yes. You know what I mean? It's one and, of the greatest joys. Of, so Richard Rohr, who's a, a, just, he's my spiritual father. He's a huge deal to me. I love him very dearly. Out of nowhere, wrote me an email. He watched my special and he's like, I'm lucky to know you. Oh, and, how cool. And is I was that? like, love is so easy yeah that sometimes when you see it you go like it's not that hard yeah it, it, it's 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 recognition recognizing it, it is it's <laughs> it's basically just recognizing it's <laughs> <laughs> recognizing the feelings that were tossed back at you it's, when you cognize so i was listening to father boyle's one of his books barking to the choir and and he quotes somebody that says um wage peace with your listening yeah and i was like well, that should, I, I was literally, I should put it above the guest's head, wage peace with your listening. It's like locking on to somebody and, and, and making space for them and like not getting lost yeah. and like, oh, maybe I swear more than my 
mother would wish. I understand it's hard with your son. No, I get it. Well, you know, you're you're going to... I think the biggest like trial by fire in in that realm is you're, when your children get older and you go through this giant period of time that you see what you used to do, which is when they're not listening and they're just waiting for the gap that they get to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which yeah. I think is a product, especially if you're as fast as you are. I'm sure when you were young, if you were going to shit on yourself, there were times where you're like, oh, I know what I'm going to riff on here in this group conversation. After That's right. Being on the, just got to wait for a pause. I, hear, I feel a pause coming. Yeah. I have no idea what he or she's well, I did saying, it five minutes ago when I was like, I can't wait to tell you my one from Frazier. You know, <laughs> like I had to tell you I had mine. Yeah, yeah. But yes, that is what I would say. Is it, Look, Jay Leno used to do it a lot. I don't know if he still does it, but yeah. on The Tonight Show, there was a lot of like, I don't think he Bow. was, he's playing the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> what about your mom? So she comes all these times super supportive, but did she? It was, it was a lot, dude. My, uh, the, uh, the joke of it was I was trying so hard to be a boss because the second year Gary wasn't there. I was 26. And I said, and my dad, my poor dad, you know, he worked, um, um, they, they're still together, but he worked uh, his whole life for, one company called Pitney Bowes, East Coast company, sell business equipment, copy machines, and postage meters and shit. And that meant every Friday night after work, he'd have to drive into New York City from Connecticut and uh, and see. A sh he, by the way, uh, the show started late. Mike Mike had Parkinson's, and around nine forty, I would always look up in the audience, and my dad would just be spread eagled, just. Oh you know, my god! Uh, but my, I remember before the second year, I go, "Hey, mom," because uh, I was back when you do like twenty four or twenty five episodes a year. I go, "Here's the deal." Um, I can, by the way, I'm trying to be a boss. And every time I walked on the stage, even before the rest of the audience was there, my mom would be in the front row waving <laughs> and I'd go, I guess your dad, my dad's like, Oh my God, why are we here? What's happening this week? Um, <laughs> same guy. Yeah. Lots of jokes. He's short. He's tall. Got it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and my mom, before the second year, I go, mom, I got a, pro a proposal for you. Um, you can come to every show, but if you're going to come to every show, it's just a lot because it's a big job for me. I'm nervous. I can't talk to you and take care of you guys every time. And I said, or here's another option. You pick 10 episodes and those 10, I will make the nights all about us and we can, she goes, everyone, I'm coming to everyone. Wow. And I was, I stayed on that show for three years and we made, um, in three years, we made uh, 26, 26, 26. So I'm not good at math. 60, 78, 78 episodes in the first yeah, three years. Yeah, okay. And so she came to 78 straight to episodes of that show. Wow. Is that bananas? I wouldn't. I didn't want to go to 78 straight episodes of that show. Michael J. Fox didn't want to be there. Um, what was it like working with Old Smokey? Oh, dude. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> He's just a... Uh, it spoiled me because... What a great thing is it? Hey, I'm sure you've had this experience. Yeah, I want to know who the ultimate example of this experience is for you. When your idols turn out to be the way that you would hope they would be. Yeah. Um, thank you. He just mouthed, it's you, Bill, to me. I don't know if you guys can see that. That's so cool. <laughs> it's you. Don't say that, though. It'll, it'll see cut that part out when he said it's you. <laughs> I'm not about Or glass minute. And I'm, cut I'm, it in. <laughs> Yeah, no. like, me at the camera. Nudge it up a few frames. If you put me at the camera in a mustache, he would call you up and go, that's my bit. Um, <laughs> of course anyways, he would. I know. Of course but, he would. Uh, uh, Mike was so kind and so lovely, and I grew up watching Family Ties and Back to the Future, and to be writing shit that he said was such a um, gift as a younger guy. He was struggling because 
Uh, you watch the documentary that's out right now? You should, Which one? It's, it's called oh. Still. It's about his Parkinson's on uh, Apple. Sidebar? Yes. You ready for a sidebar? Bring My it. mom called me and was like, I watched that ridiculous Michael J. Fox movie. It's all about how he's falling and he's, he's hurting himself and he's deteriorating. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> I'm like, Mom, I think he's trying to share... His experience, and she's like, "Why, why don't you get a walker if you're always falling and you're just falling apart?" And there's no. She just wanted it to be a movie, like a Hollywood movie, yeah, where he's like, and "Now I'm okay. Yeah, 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 now I'm fine." She no. wanted to end in a oh. dance number, like or, or tightrope walking or something like that. And she was just like, "He's just. Why would you even Mrs. waste Holmes. our time?" And I was like, and I said, "Mom." I you know my I, there's like seven different moms no, and I'm looking for the right one and I go is it this one is yeah. it like do you want philosophy Pete yeah. and I go like I'm hearing a lot of fear yeah. and she's like nonsense like she, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was wrong like, yeah I I think in that same conversation I said something which I thought was so right on I was like mom dying isn't the problem your fear is the problem yeah, yeah, and yeah. she was like she was like will you stop it and I was like oh, okay and I changed gears and I was just went back to just like we're all going through that shit now man of right watching these folks face that my dad, my dad uh, we'll go back to it. I'll tell you go ahead. it's funny oh, okay. you asked the mic icon great lovely best timing in the world so funny good dude and then to now be 30 years later and um, Harrison Ford is on this show that I, I created and he's the oh, and, oh, and by the way equally oh, is great really so lovely oh wonderful so, so that's lovely. great still a stoner and a great dude yes and, I've heard uh, that he's constantly stoned he's so funny though yeah I, yeah he, he had to, my only Harrison Ford story then we'll circle back to painful death Please mortality stuff and wrap it up people what they want this is how you know you think he's going to be difficult so I get a call from set Remember, he just turned uh, 80 on our show, and he, he goes, uh, like, Harrison won't shoot this scene. It's in the pilot. So if you want to go watch in the pilot, he's shaving in one scene, and it'll explain it. And he calls me. I'm like, dude, what's going on? And he goes, the shaving scene. I thought it was me shaving at the end of the day, like before I went out to dinner. I'm like, um, nah, man. It's uh, in the morning before work. And he goes, well, then I got to shave shirtless. And I go, is that why you're not shooting the scene? He's like, if it's morning, Bill, I got to be shirtless. I shave shirtless. And I'm like you're shirtless you'll shoot the sheen and he goes yeah i go what do you need he goes just 20 minutes to do some push-ups <laughs> <laughs> this is why everything was shut down well this is why he didn't want to shoot the scene right away yeah gotta take my shirt off gotta do some push-ups i still have a little vanity this Let's is go. uh this is a new thing i just found out about him. this yeah i love that too is that you want to get a little pump going yeah um, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. By the way, you know what I know? I know that I've chosen a life that I don't have to be shirtless ever again if I don't want to be. That's right. You have not chosen that life. No, I have. you could. There's a. There's a better than fifty percent chance that someone else will only pay you yeah. in the next five years of your life if you agree to be shirtless at a certain point. That's right. That's horrible. I just read. A script. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sleep ever again. I read a script and it. It was. It was that. Uh, it doesn't matter. It. But I. One of the scenes, it mentions that my character is shirtless, and I was like, Pass. Probably <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's with TV's Mike Nichols. No, I'm still. <laughs> I'm still I brought it back. I Sorry. can't. It was wonderful. Put Thanks. on the t shirt. 
I uh, but that I just saw a thing where Ben Affleck was talking about how back in the day they hadn't yet figured out. Apparently now they have like weight sets. Yeah, yeah. So for people that don't know, I didn't know. If you watch like Chris Evans in yeah. Captain America and he's got a shirtless scene, he just worked out. Yeah, like it's a huge difference. He just worked out, and he probably had three or four weeks of taking some medical help and for sure and everything for marvel are you fucking kidding me no like shit. Has to. you gotta get as big as humanly possible <laughs> and right before cameras rolling you just finished working out yeah, because finished they're all pushups. the all the blood is just pumping like into you. It, just like indiana yeah just like That's indiana jones sure fucking yeah um we forget how handsome harrison ford is by the way he's still he's still he's a fucking silver fox no, i get I lost know. i know i look right at him i don't even know what he's saying it's pretty cool <laughs> we watched val and i watch raiders and there's a moment where this is just weird, but I feel like you're you're up for it. Yeah. There's a moment where he's so handsome, you go like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah. <laughs> like it's like it bears mentioning where you're, but you don't. I feel like he doesn't get ranked like B. Pitt, T. Yeah, Cruz, yeah. but should, you're like Harrison dude, Ford. I'm Harrison Ford. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, right. And he, even now, by the way, he can still get it. He can get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he can catch this dance. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? You can catch it. A consensual... I'm up for it, Harry. (laughs) My mom is also obsessed with him, and I always wanted to introduce her to Harrison. So she can also also catch my mom. I need to get your mom a Harrison something. Oh, my God. We need to make that happen. Is that your mom's uh, holiday gift or birthday gift? Something from Harry? You got to be. Or a message or a phone thing or something, right? We have to do something. Can we do it? Yeah. That would make me... Make gold, you a hero, a golden boy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For all the boundaries I've put up. Hi, Rena. <laughs> it's me, Harrison Ford. Look at my dad. See my dad. Uh, that's my dad framed over there. A little hair. You know what I mean? It's not. Oh yeah, he's a little bit of a silver fox. Too. Same he's eye. Got, he's got it. Yeah, and he's got the eyes, and he's got it. Uh, yeah. The kind of the gray that started on the sides. Yeah. She was trying to get Harrison, and she got Jay. She got Jay. <laughs> oh. Is your dad still around? Is he passed? He's here. Okay. He's still here. And I don't know why I assumed that he was dead. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> you have dead dad feeling. I, 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 <laughs> Is your dad no, dead? Your dad died young, didn't he? No. No. Why? No reason. <laughs> you're, you're, oh, my God. That, that's the scene. Is you're newly single, and I told you about my psychic game. Hard cut to you're at a bar, and you go, hey, I, I, I'm not psychic, but I'm going to try. This. Your dad is your dead? Da- your dad died young, and it was hard. <laughs> No, I, was, I said I'm, don't I'm correct gonna, me till end until the end. I'm gonna I'm gonna go see him this weekend. <laughs> Are uh, you sure? Because I'm getting strong. Your real dad, dad died. Any any closer? That man is actually your uncle. These are the worst guesses. <laughs> That's what oh. I'm sorry. Is it? It should be. That is you. I, no one ever calls me. It'll be a kid. That's your. That's your ring. Answer it. She's a star. Hey, Charlotte, I'm, uh, I'm doing a, a podcast with my friend Pete Holmes, and I forgot to turn my And you're off. wonderfully talented. <laughs> Thanks, Pete Holmes. It's so good. I can't believe how Thank good you, you are. Uh, we're, I answered just for fun, but in case uh, uh, he wants to use it, but i got to finish up here with him, okay? Okay, I love you. Have the best time. Call me after. I love you. I'll call you right after. You're awesome. Don't spill too many secrets. I'm, I'm not talking about you, I promise. You want me to talk about you a little? <laughs> okay, Dad, whatever you want. All right, cool. I'll see you. <laughs> I believe Boys Like You is available now. Oh, see, look at that. Look at you. You're a good guy. 
It was so good. Dude, you know what's... Uh, uh, it's like, uh, it's like uh, Billie Eilish, Phoebe Bridgers good. You know what'll give like you the... Good. Oh, that's nice. This will give you the, the giggles, man, is because it just happened to me. And uh, when my daughter... I'm like, I, you strike me as a sensitive boy in I a am. good way. Yep, JD. And when my shirt... And when my daughter uh, goes on the road... I'll often travel for it's so fun. I've seen her in Germany and in France and around different states of America. And then I only recently realized because I'll occasionally wear like a Charlotte Lawrence sweatshirt, like some of her merch. And there's certain songs that I get emotional. Yeah. Because she's singing. And then only recently did I realize because all of the audience is between like 16 and 25 and they don't know I'm her dad. They just think I'm a 54 year old that knows all the words and cries when she sings. My God. And after the concert, you're in the parking lot going, Charlotte, get in the car. Get in the car. I'm ready. I'm your daddy. Yikes. <laughs> it struck me at the last gig, and I really had one of those moments. So I was like, no, it's cool. I'm her dad. And the person didn't do this. But for me, mentally, they did the equivalent of like, okay. Yeah, I'm sure you are. No, yeah, you're her dad. And then there's just like that kind of empty space around you, even though you're in a massively crowded room. It was so wow. weird. It's so funny. I just, just the way you were talking to her just briefly, I immediately had dad goals of just like, I love how you post about her and I loved how you just were speaking and like she clearly like is a person to you. <laughs> like she's not your merch. No, she's awesome. <laughs> you man. know what I mean? She, dude, I'm, I'm so, my, and I love my boys. I mean, not as much, but I do love them. <laughs> <laughs> well they're not paying out no no you know i don't love them in a public way that other people can see how cool it is <laughs> what if that was real i know oh my god it's so not real no anyway. but they're uh they're they're so gloriously dumb the way we all were as young men oh of course and how old are they they're 19? uh 20 and 16 oh and just dumb as rocks you don't fun. post on instagram a lot because i scrolled briefly and it would it would like, mostly be today. different images of them stealing alcohol from the house or <laughs> or you know trying to make their car drive while they're not in it you let know let me ask you this so you you were in tv when they made 22 yeah sorry, sorry it's okay do you need I'm something back. uh i'm looking if we have tissues no i'm good so you have like, a lot of money i'm not trying to be funny i'm yeah, saying yeah. you have money how are you finding that because you're raising children it's really hard it can be a curse right not a, not a curse that's too strong it can be i was just talking to my friend rob Dell, yeah. who's a brilliant person he's like isn't it funny when we were young we just wanted to be rich and now if someone's like super rich like dupont rich yeah you, and they have kids you're yeah. like oh no uh the greatest compliment i gave my daughter is she works so hard and your greatest fear as a parent, and, and we can't help her, you know? I mean, we can't help her in terms of she's never going to starve. She's never going to miss yeah. her rent, you know what I mean? Yeah. But she's made it in her own and, and, and grinds. But our biggest fear is parents, and you have to literally be so, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to say it'll be funny. It'll be at my middle son's expense. The middle kid, uh, he's 20 years old. He's home. And, uh uh, you know, we give him money when he's at college. Uh, um, but home, we're like, yeah, you don't get anything, man. You got to work. <laughs> and um, he got an internship that doesn't start for another week. So he's like, obviously, I can't really get another job until the internship starts. So you guys, will I'm like, no, dude, you got to work until the internship. And this is how you have to defeat these kids. And he's like, hmm, all right. He goes, he goes, he goes, so obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously, it gets better. So he goes, I'll drive, 
I'll drive Postmates if you'll help me out with gas. And I'm like, cool. And he goes, uh, um, so you'll do gas, but I keep the Postmates money and that's what I can live off this summer. I'm like, yes. And then he immediately did this thing. He's so privileged and lazy that he would, I'd see him in the morning on the phone. He goes, what are we doing tonight? Um, All right, that restaurant, how much is that restaurant going to call? Like if I had a normal meal, if I was hungry, but not really hungry, like, all right, $27. And then we're going to go out for beers, another 15 bucks. That's like uh, $42. Okay. And then he would go out and he'll drive Postmates for 24 minutes until he gets that 42 bucks and then come home and sit back down. And he was living like that. You know what I mean? And it just, I uh, by the way, which is insane, dead. insane. And so I eventually had to go, I had to go, dude, how you, your, your other friends are at normal work weeks, like 35 hours at least. Yeah. I'm like, you got to work 25 hours a week until your internship starts. And he's like, that's horse shit. And I'm like, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not horse shit. I don't need that much money. I'm like, you do need that much money. Yeah. You know? Yes. So you you know have the- to fight the fight. 24 hours a day. Man. Well, let me ask you. Okay, so with your daughter, who yeah. you love the most, uh, so she wants to be a musician. <laughs> yes. And I'm saying this as a softy. I'm obsessed with my daughter. She loves swimming. Yep. I will jump in the pool yep. in a tuxedo. Sure. If she says get in the pool. Me I mean, too. I'm just trying to give you an example of like, and that's her passion. Yeah. Like, it's her first passion is swimming. Yeah. And I am in the pool constantly and I couldn't be happier. And it's, a, it's, a, it's our joy time. So let's say Leela, my daughter, wants to be a musician. There's this impulse then with your access and, and, and your money, get her get guitars, her get yeah, her studio time, get we didn't her. Do it. What did you do? We lucked out. I almost fucked it up. I did the opposite. Uh, tell you a story that it's not flattering for me, but it's flattering for my dad. So I'll tell it. So um my daughter was a is your dad dead uh my obviously no he's alive <laughs> he's awesome um by the way it's a weird callback in my in my now, just jumped forward you know to this love, part. Why did say that i love the way it was said too and now i want to just do it when i'm talking to someone like at a coffee place or something like oh my god the latte is your dad dead <laughs> <laughs> N- no anyways anyways if you get an extra shot they're still sweet oh. um did, hey, oh my God. did you just ask him my dad was dead? Can I tell you a bit? Yeah. Sidebar? Yeah. That I'll never be able to do, but I think is the funniest premise yeah, of yeah. all time. Of course, we're all stressed out all the time. You look at a device 75 to 300 times a day yeah. that either gives you an Instagram of my lunch or tells you your dad died. <laughs> that is the only comedians will laugh at that. That's, That's It's too real. That's very real. But it's we we have these orbs, I know, like an oracle, I know. that you look in, yeah, and it's either, oh, I want a free iPod, yeah. or yeah. it's like a tragedy or yeah. a tsunami or something and, awful. And why are we on edge? Oh. Why do you think you're on edge? You have the whole fucking thing right here. You, it reminds me of because uh, I'm a huge. I got to do it. I just realized I'm passionate about it. Well, I gotta it's do also it. a huge. I'm a huge Tom Petty fan, and that Tom, that bit of the bit of oh, yours. Oh yeah, That's the punchline. The. Of uh, where's where's he from? You that's should you should right. have to find that out. That's right. That's right. Okay, I'm just gonna write it down. Tell your tell the story that you don't look good in. Oh shit! The uh, uh, um, my daughter was a senior in high school. I was loving it. I'm way into sports. She was a uh, captain of a varsity basketball team and a volleyball player, and she used to write music and put songs out on uh, since she was a little kid. No, no one in their family has a musical background, but she did it. And then when she was a senior in high school, uh, she got a song just because you can do that nowadays. That was a hit 
in South America in, in clubs and it's called Sleep Talking and it was a big song and lots of guys in shiny. She just recorded it. She recorded it. She, she like had started when she was like style. 15 and yeah. she had like recorded it. And then someone thought she was good. A manager, a guy that used to do music supervision on my TV shows said, she's legit talented. I'm going to manage her. And so when that song got out, people descended on my house and she was a senior in high school, two weeks into her senior year. And they said the way music is now, uh, she should leave school immediately and go on the road and she has an opportunity to have a career doing this. And when I you said, "Stand on your house." You mean like managers, agents? Yes. Yeah. You know, and and all shiny suits. Yeah. You know, shiny music suits. We're not and, here uh, for the La Renaissance. Yes. <laughs> they know about that term. No, no, they do. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but anyways, so they, uh, 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 I said no, and because she was in high school, and our family cares about education, and she didn't talk to me for like a week or two. Oh, and no. um, my dad called me, and I thought my dad's very conservative, and I thought it would be to say like "good on you," and he said you're fucking up. And if it was your son, and someone said he needs to go to Spain and play basketball for a year because he's so good, he'd already be gone. And you're being an absolute chicken shit because it's your daughter. And so I said, "You can go." And she's like, "I promise, I I'll get that to your dad. No, you, you can, can go. go. You can go. And I'm glad you're dead." <laughs> He's not, he's I didn't not. mean go he's to not. the other he's side. Not. He's, not. He's, not. Like, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's fine. You can go. You can he's go. Not. You can he's go. Not. He's not. He's not. So he, wow. And fucking. then and then she said she'd get her GED and she split. She's never graduated from high school. She's been on the road and living since then. But she, you know, she she has her own place. She has everything. She made. You know, she's killing it. It's a different. Isn't that weird, Bill? Yeah. It's a different time. Yes. <laughs> It is a different time. It's a you different guys. time. You guys, it's a different time. Isn't that crazy? It is. Like, again, Rob Bell, his son's a musician. It's yeah. a different time. Like, there's there's this opportunity for talent. And young go. people, it just happens. Yeah. And she's always going to be fine because she writes songs for, she has a song she wrote on the new Dixie Chicks album. She writes songs for other people. She'll be wow. fine forever. Wow. You know, and I almost fucked it up. Can I say, just yes. to enjoy, like, Val, I'll tell it real fast. Yeah. There was this thing in our town for rent and she was like maybe i can rent it as a dance studio and yeah. and and teach dance because she already teaches dance maybe i'll just take it to the next level yeah. you know instead of being a waiter I'll, I'll be a restaurant manager and i was real like i don't know about this because you know the strike yeah we're all kind of like yeah. dry right now and, and you can be convinced that everything's going away forever that's what happens that's right and i'm just over here I, i'm i'm real i can be very long-sighted but also pretty short-sighted meaning if I get a notification on my phone, which I did two days ago, that like I got a SAG uh, residuals, yeah. it goes, you have a deposit coming your way. And it's like, it's negligible. When yeah. you look at my cost of living, it's negligible. Yeah. But I'll still be like, money's coming in. Here we go. Let's go. We're going out tonight. Let's go to Sizzler. <laughs> it is. It'll be great. It's literally, <laughs> I'm that stupid. Yeah. But if I go a couple weeks and nothing's coming, no emails, nothing. It's over forever. I'm just sort of like, I think we're fucked and yeah. I get tight. So one of the things that I've known, the way obviously the strike is impacting uh, a lot of people, my wardrobe friends, my hair people, it's way worse. Yeah. But what I've noticed is just no opportunities, like nothing coming up. Yeah. You just don't have that. So you're just kind of like a little freaked out. So this this to take over this thing would have cost tens of thousands of dollars yeah. to like invest. Lots of money, but money you'll never regret. A Potentially. Yes. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
And I had that moment. It, luckily, it was to myself. It wasn't my dad, but I was like, if it was me, would I do it? You know yeah. what I mean? You, but it, that, those perspective shifts that your dad very graciously gave you yeah. when you can call bullshit and just go like, if it was a son, I, would I do it? If it was myself, would I do it? Yeah. Is like a real... We ended up not doing it, but for a more interesting reason, because my wife's writing a movie. Because I don't really believe in her. And we don't believe in her. <laughs> no, we believe... It's funny. I wonder if you've come across this. Have you read The, the War of Art? I, I mention no. it all the time. It's just a great book when you want to... If you have a project and you just can't get pen to paper, okay. it's just a three and a half hour ass kicking from Stephen Pressfield. He just oh, tells cool. you why you're resisting and all this stuff. And we realize that Val has her passion, which is this film. Yeah. This beautiful, amazing film. And like it was almost like this project, which did come into her life, she didn't ask it, was like kind of a distraction. Like she's on the path yeah. that she wants to be on. So that's why we ended up not doing that's it. That's cool, by the way, when life throws other opportunities. I remember getting offered, before I got my first gig as a comedy writer, I love sports, getting to write the PR releases from Madison Square Garden. Oh, wow. You know, it would, would have been like, hey, you want to come back here and see all your favorite sporting events for free and write horrible little three-line sentences to the wow. local outlets? A temptation. I didn't do it, yeah. That's what I mean. The yeah. the Jesus and the devil, I'm sorry to all these religious things, but like, he tempts him with power, he tempts him with fame, yeah. you know what I mean? It, like, these, these are I mean, this shit like comfort. that, though. There's some, what do you think, so... Do you, uh, you know, who, uh, there's a therapist named Phil Stutz. They, yeah, I watched that. That is cool. He's actually my wife's shrink and a long friend of hers. No way. Long time friend of hers. Do you have any of the cards? Uh, what's that? Uh, she does. She has them up in her, uh, it's really cool. She, she has them up in her, in her, uh, in her closet. No way. X. He, we based, uh, loosely based Harrison Ford on him because I've known him for a long time in wow. shrinking. So I Harrison Ford has Parkinson's and, and yeah. Michelle, so, wow. so, uh, um, he believed, you know, I was never a very spiritual person. I just didn't grow up that way. But they believe in this thing called the field, you know, and when you talk about, you know, angels or demons coming into your life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And what he says basically is, he's like, well, it's basically whatever you need to work on the most, uh, life's going to throw it at you. You know, the field just brings it your way again and again and challenges and tests to see if you stay on the path, stay with your passion, stay whatever. And he said, now, if you're spiritual, you believe that's another power sending it your way. And he's like, but if you're not spiritual, you can just believe that you're acutely aware of it for the first time in your life and noticing it the same way that you said you suddenly notice pregnant people everywhere. That's right. You know what I mean? That's and right. So either one of those works. But yeah, I believe that's a... I love that. Yeah. Well, spiritual, a great way to get people to uncover for their own pleasure, yeah. secret spiritual beliefs is to talk to them about creativity. Yeah. Because I can talk to somebody who's an ardent atheist and also be like, have you noticed that if you have an idea, there's almost a pressure on it because you know it's in the unconscious. Yeah. And like, if you don't do it, someone else will do it. And well, that's like, an inherent belief that everybody is spiritual, whether they want to share sure. their... I, I, without a doubt... When I say I'm not a spiritual person, I didn't grow up with structured, organized religion, but I'm a massive believer in good begets good, you know, in, um, I want to believe so very passionately that bad people don't end up happy. You know what right, I mean? And, right. uh, uh, and that matters to me. Even if they're winning, I like to inherit, to believe when the doors are closed yeah, and no one's right. around, they still go, oh, I'm really not happy. You know, and so that's, maybe that's karma. Maybe it's spiritual. Well, karma, I was going to say karma shmarma, but Val and I, we talk about it all the time how heroin doesn't work. Isn't it interesting that heroin doesn't work? Yeah. That like something you inject that makes you feel 10 out of 10, yeah. the best you can do, but then it, it comes and it takes a toll. Yeah. And then that toll increases. Yeah. And we're in this weird system and it's not just human beings. It's the whole thing is like, 
Pain, pleasure, pain, pleasure, sacrifice, payout. Uh, Athletics is a great example. Childbirth is a great example. There's richness. What do we fertilize soil with? Shit. Yeah. We grow it in shit. The the monks would say, we grow the lotus flower out of mud. My first show, look, it's silly, but this is my life. It's my experience. I'm going to claim it. It's okay. Came from my divorce. I didn't want it. It doesn't come from heroin. It doesn't. So when you're saying, we don't want Biff in Back to the Future 2 to be happy. And guess what? The reason movies work is because they're honest about the way energy moves in the world. That's what makes myths true. That's what makes the Garden of Eden true yeah. it's not true it's mythically true it's honest about the way things work yeah. in, in, to, on a certain level well any story or fable that stands the test of yes. time has to have an inherent undercut current of um authenticity that's where right people just go bah. it's so richard Rohr, we were mentioning him earlier goes literal truth is the lowest level of truth yeah i'm not saying journalism isn't important of course it is i'm just saying me saying Val, Val will say, how did it go with Bill? And I will say, it was, sorry to be weird, but I was like, it was great. It was like, we were friends. We were like finding it. And I won't be like, he sat there. <laughs> he, uh, then he spoke about this. He talked about Matt Perry. Like, I won't say he said the Matt Perry story. I'll say it was killer. We were wiping tears. It's like poetry. Yeah. You know what I mean? This he is how human my beings. My dad died a couple times. <laughs> but I would get, I was always able to get him back on track. But he seemed, I mean, he seemed like, like he, like he it really mattered kept to him. Saying. <laughs> he kept, see, I think that is so funny. And you know who else would find that funny is my family. It's crazy that we live in a world where, like, that's one of the things that happens. Well, do you um, crazy? Yeah, do you? I, I'm thinking. And by the way, listen to all those trials and tribulations of humanity. And now you listen to those trials and tribulations of humanity. And now we get to this point in our lives. You're a younger man than I am, but that you're parents are facing mortality yes if you can't do this and laugh your way through this shit man oh man you get a dark you're toast ahead. You're, you're toast you're, you're, you're fu- that's to me I, I would often i mean look there's addiction and there's self-medication and all that stuff but i would in my head i often say how can you not do that if you aren't laughing your way through all that pain i completely agree and i actually think so i'm going to quote it every time i think about it neil brennan told me it's a neil brennan original he had an experience, and what came from it was to not smile is to tell a lie about God. And I was like, that is gorgeous. That's a, that sounds written by someone much smarter than Neil. I completely agree. <laughs> he said, let's play a game. Did Neil say it or J.R.R. Tolkien? Like, it was like, it's incredible. I, That's really good. I, I literally have it. I'm going to write it on my bathroom mirror because I want to think about it every day. But I Say would, it again so I remember the exact to not, to, I like the negative of yeah. it. To not smile is to tell a lie about God. Oh, that's Incredible. cool. Incredible. Neil Brennan. I've been thinking about this shit a lot. My father, um, he's doing okay, but he's struggling. He has a, a type of dementia. He's young, but he has a type of dementia called Louis bodies, which is really fucked up. It's what Robin Williams had mm. uh, when he passed away. And it's, but we're able to laugh so much because it's messed up. I don't know if you know anything about it. It's very uncommon. Uh, it comes with massive hallucinations. And this one thing's called Capgrass syndrome. Uh, a guy named Oliver Sacks wrote a book called The Man Who Mistook His uh, Wife for a Hat. And uh, an amazing book about it. But imagine this. So once a week or so, my dad will call me up with um, 
uh, he'll be in a capgrass hallucination. And the capgrass, the main thing is that you think your principal caretaker, in this case, my mom, who he's been married to since he was 21, has been replaced by an exact uh, imposter. Whoa. And so you'll get a call. And by the way, the weirdest thing is that doctors have to educate you. And um, um, they'll say, you can't say it's one of his hallucinations. It's literally like if I told you, Bill, you only have three fingers. You're staring at your hand. You're like, what the fuck are you saying? I have five fingers. You yeah. can't do it. Yeah. So you have to you say, have to yes, and it. you have to say, yes, and you have to say you're okay. And, but so once a week, my dad will be like, dude, you know, he'll call up and be like, oh, I golfed pretty well today. Things are going great. I'm like, cool. How, uh, anything else? And he's like, there's this lady here, you know, and, and by the way, sometimes it gets so darkly funny because he's like, she's great. And she's getting me, but Bill, I think she has designs on me. And he's like, we've been married. Your mom and I have been married for, you know, 55 years. There's not gonna be any hanky panky. And I'm literally tempted to go, dad, I think mom would be cool if you fucked this lady. <laughs> that is dad, comedy's dad, purpose. I think I, <laughs> we have I think, uncovered it. I think she would let this one slide, yeah. dude. You, this is the is ultimate role play. Is that fucking insane? <laughs> yes. And by the way, the, the doctors gave us a trick because this type of uh, dementia doesn't attack your auditory stuff. So the one way to snap them out of it sometimes is my mom keeps a different sweater outside their house and I'll literally go, hey, mom said she's not going to go out shopping or something, man. She might be back. Call out and... Uh, my dad will be like, hey, Sue, you're around? She'll be like, uh, hey, here I am. She's like, good news, she's back. And it's boom, and it switches, oh, wow. it switches off. Just because it's just sound. Yeah. Mom, back. off screen. And they don't remember it. <laughs> Is your mom dead? No, I just said she's fucking, it's not a tape of her voice. She's there. Wow. Isn't that fucking weird? But my father and I have, our relationship's gotten deeper because it's terrifying, obviously, for him. But we joke about this shit. Yeah. And he'll make me laugh. Sometimes in the morning, we were just, I was just in uh, Florida visiting them, and he'll come out with his coffee, because his hallucinations don't talk, you know, and he'll come out with his coffee and uh, look at me for a second, take a sip, and then after, if he hears me grunt or make a noise, he goes, you're here? I go, yeah, man. He's like, all right. <laughs> and then we'll start, the, we'll start the day. He didn't know yeah. until the But he'll, he'll do it as a joke. Do you know what I mean? You're here, right? Oh, yeah. wow. It's fucking crazy. It is crazy. And if we weren't laughing through this shit, nightmare fuel, man. Absolutely. Nightmare fuel. I'm reminded, I forget who had the story, but he wrote a book about his cancer. And uh, the doctor gave, he was like, you have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh. And he goes, of course, I get the one that's not named after the guy. <laughs> and the doctor said, you're going to be fine. He was like, he was like, based on that attitude. That's he didn't so say funny. you're going to be fine. And you know I what? Know what you mean. He survived it. Yeah. He was like, you have to laugh at it. But I actually, not to get too weighty, but what I was studying today uh, was a little bit about like laughing. What it's like Neil's quote taken to another e extension. Yeah. It's like when you're suffering, you just kind of remember that that's not the final story. In fact, I would say that's the whole the whole thing. Yeah. No matter what's happening, you remember that there's a a source, and that source is good, and you will be okay. Does that help you? Absolutely. But I have to I have to do it every day. I have to do it every day. You know what? I've found to be the most helpful one is a therapist said it to me and he said it as a joke and I don't know why I just think about it every day but we all when we're in those moments whether it's your dad facing his mortality or divorce or something awful happening real trauma you get this immediate feeling like I'm the only one in the world going through this yeah and I actually said to a therapist uh, who's you know I'm now close with I go have you ever heard anything like this before and he goes you mean today 
because because today I've heard something like this a hundred times, but my career a million billion trillion times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second you know that that it's universal, that's right, and that none of this shit is specific to you, man. It's just a or a even big, that personal. Yes, yeah. it's, it's just sort of what's happening. It's just the journey for everybody. And then, by the way, for me, the second you. Uh, 10 years ago, if something like this was going on with a family member, I never could have sat here and said, uh, hey, my dad is slowly losing himself and it's a bummer. And uh, did your dad die? <laughs> she dropped her phone very dramatically. I'm sorry. <laughs> you dropped your portal. But, uh, yeah. But, you know, I never could have very casually started talking about yeah. my father and that stuff. But I think even just hearing you talk about some of this stuff, it, it, I don't know. Yeah. There's comfort in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, man. I my job now is almost reminding my parents, my mom especially, of what they taught me, which is to laugh at it. Yeah. And like when she calls and you're like, Michael J. Fox made that terrible documentary. <laughs> it wasn't the moment, but there's another time that I. Mom, can that's not like, a scripted film. It the ending was so the ending was sad. If I'm going to sit through a movie like that, I want a happy ending. Bring it home. And, uh, <laughs> Bring it home, Mikey. Find the DeLorean. <laughs> It's not that movie, Mom. There wasn't even another love interest. He was just with the girl he was with. <laughs> My bit now is that your mom watches documentaries and thinks that they're romantic comedies that have been written for her. It was so rough. <laughs> it was so rough. You know, you can sort of... Uh, that's too heady. I can't even do it. No. No, 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 I can't. Right, okay. I really can't. I'm just looking at my notes. And I, I do... I, Jamie Lee was just in my house, and I, I, awesome. I wish I was in... I know, she's wonderful. I, I wish I was in the mood. I always, when I'm with her, I do Ted Lasso joke impressions, where I'm like, you, you, you can see through me like a Crystal Pepsi. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> 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 but then we do Ted saying things he would never say, but I can't remember them. I'm sitting with you. I wish I could oh, remember them. It would, hurt my, it would hurt my heart because I can't do them. What do you mean? I would, it would be... It would, uh, you can't write them? No, I can <laughs> you have to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to find like a reference and be like, I'll, I'll, I'll circle back and get you. Like Indiana Jones grabs his hat, <laughs> and let me tell you, I'm going to put you right on my head. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be better. It would be better. It would be better. Um, let me just look at this. Uh, stand. You do, you've done stand up. Oh, we didn't. I didn't. We didn't really cinch the end there. And it's your birthright to be on the show. You said you weren't raised with anything formal or having some spiritual feelings, uh, any framework. Where are you on the Stutz uh, force? The what does he call it? What do I, but he calls it. It's called the field. They wrote a book called The Tools that I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. Uh, uh, I was baptized uh, when I was a kid. Um, not recently. That's weird. <laughs> ah. Right after the. Uh, uh, you can uh, at my church. Sure. Uh, you can. The. Uh, uh, but only because my my dad's parents said they'd throw him a party, um, true story, and and never went to church since. The closest spirituality I had was I was a, a tennis counselor in an all Jewish sports camp, and I thought it was great too because uh, uh, you know it'd be very easy to grow up in the mean streets of Connecticut like I did, but I got out. <laughs> Pulled myself up on my bootstraps and Took got a out a few of, corn muffins for strength. Yeah, I got out of Fairfield it. County, Connecticut, um, <laughs> and made it on my own. The, no, that's horrible. I fucking hate myself now. I hate myself no. immediately. No. Uh, but uh, I just remember because there's this guy, um, um, Bob Branham, uh, and he so badly wanted me to be Jewish. Every year he would go on the first day of camp. He'd go, Bill Lawrence will lead us in prayer tonight. I, by the way, my name is William Van Duzer Lawrence the Fourth. All right. And, you know, you and, sound uh, like a red baron, dude. Dude, <laughs> and uh, uh, the, 
Why is that guy on a pizza box? <laughs> and every year I'd be like, hey, Bob, I'm not Jewish. And, uh, um, um, and then uh, finally, the last year I was a counselor there, beforehand I went up to this older guy and I go, hey, man, I don't give a shit, but it always you always start the camp year for me with me walking home from the first dinner with all the kids going if you're not jewish why are you a counselor here i'm like just i'm not just it's not it's, i'm not me it's not me yeah and he goes i get you i get you and then that night he goes uh bill lawrence will lead us in prayer tonight and i just went, i just went fuck it i'm like Baruch atad and i don't you know it yeah, yeah, yeah. i've been there for years yeah, i mean i've heard it a bunch but, but uh, I, sure. I couldn't do it um Good but for you. but more importantly i thought it was my parents exposed me to everything. And so uh, uh, I'm not down with the most judgmental facets of organized religion that we all I'm, could probably yeah. you know, connect. You know, yeah. the, but even those experiences were some, you know, a, a buddy of mine who's Michael Patrick Carney, whose brother killed himself and watching that family unravel because it happened on Christmas day. Mm. And uh, the way the Catholic church, especially when you're strict Catholics like them looks at suicide as no bueno, mm. you know what I mean? So, but I, I do think I'm a very uh, spiritual person. I really do believe, and I don't know if it's a tenet of, of spirituality or just as who you are as a person that, the amount of kindness and love and uh, support and mentorship that you put out there comes back to you in spades. Mm -hmm. I don't see people that do that ending up feeling bad things can still happen to them and their families, their lives, but they don't end up feeling unfulfilled or like they let a life uh, of uh, meaninglessness. I agree. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Yeah, love and more love. I, was it Judy Garland? So that, that like, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, love and more love. No, it's true. And, and Fred Rogers said, "Love or the lack of it." And I, to our point, I don't think at the end you're, you're going to count the skulls that you scalped. You're no. going to you're going to remember. Well, obviously, my last words are going to be asking the physician next to me if his dad's dead. <laughs> And just then go, case. wait, this is like shitting your pants in the car. <laughs> and I'm there, and you just silently go, Bill, you okay? I just do that gesture, and, and then you say, we should give him a minute. You should say, guys, we, we should, should back out. Yeah, yeah, or just turn away for a minute. He left, but something entered the room. <laughs> I watched his soul leave, but as he left, like a Neil Simon play, another character entered the room, and he's taken up a lot of space. It's his turd. This was awesome, man. It was really fun for me. Thank you so much for doing it. I'm such a huge admirer of yours. Uh, Thank you for doing it. Back at you as a, as a comedy nerd. Um, man, it's fun to shoot this shit with somebody that does the thing that I always used to have pipe dreams about doing. It's really you got to do it. That's what Z Braff told me. I did it. Uh, I, did, I, I did a TV show. You can cut this out or whatever, but I did a show uh, with all comics. that They sent us on the road to all the major affiliates, uh, and I... Did the opening 15 minutes and... Um, did you love it? I loved it again. Well, the first night was horrifying because we opened at Caroline's because then it was theaters and it, and I hadn't done it in a long time. Isn't I, it weird that a theater is actually less nerve-wracking? Well, this is why because you, like, you can't even fucking see people in a theater. I'd yeah. forgotten that. Yeah. And at Caroline's, how's this for a nightmare fuel? I hadn't written anything, but I'm good quick. And I said... I can do a lot of my old shit when I used to do this. Yeah. And I had forgotten that my old stuff was when I was 23 and trying to get laid. And that was kind of the undercurrent of every joke. Yes. And I'm a creepy married guy. And what gets worse. So I get up there and I'm like, in, in the middle, I'm like, oh, I need to switch to crowd, work fast. And then I see in the lights to the corner, a table of nine of my friends from high school had come in to surprise me. Um, to Carolites. 
<laughs> I hate this story. And, and, well, here's what the only thing you're gonna like about it. I died an ugly death, and then Ron Funches was on after me, and he said, "I have to be honest. It did me a lot of good to see a wealthy white guy be that uncomfortable." <laughs> I gotta be honest. As, he said, good. "As bad as it was for you, it did a lot of good for me to see a wealthy white man be that uncomfortable." <laughs> <laughs> And I, I'll tell you the end of that thing that I, I will forever cherish is that it was me, it was Brent Morin, it was Ron, it was Rick Glassman, it was Crystalia, it was, it was you know, it was a tour. And each comic sometimes at the end rank. And one night Ron actually said, um, and surprisingly tonight, Bill Lawrence does not come in last. You know what I mean? He comes in. And by the way, the nightmare for the other comics, if Ron or anybody ever rated me above them on a given, given night of the theater. <laughs> Beating someone who does this for a living is a man that does not do this for a living. Oh, no. It's yeah, so that fun. would be rough. But the, the difference is when there's no pressure on you because you're not trying to make that you're what left, you do. It's, it's I could do it till the end of time now i yeah i think you should if you ever want to you could do my largo just jump up i'll, I'll do it in a heartbeat i promised uh brett goldstein who you should have on here that i yeah. would open for him on his tour at least in one city. you want to know my brett goldstein joke tell me so on the show of course he, joke, he talks like this yeah and everybody comes because the the guy that's going to be like oh my god he he makes me so humid <laughs> in my loins he's like i know uh, Get away from me on the pitch. And then he gets up and he's like, Hi, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> so good to be here. How are What's you? What's your favorite I, film? I like Muppets. Well, I, love, <laughs> I love the Muppets so much. Little cup of tea. And everyone's like, hmm. I'd still fuck him. No, <laughs> that's what they're thinking. No one yeah, in the world care. is less like who they're pretending to be like than Brett yeah, yeah, yeah. I've known him forever. He was friends of mine before that show. No way. Yeah, I hired him on that show as a writer, and then he we he snuck on I there as an actor. I can do it. Yeah. I Just can, give I, me a chance. I think I can do it. Hey, Bill. Oh, oh. Bill. <laughs> Bill. Over here. You, you, know, you know how I'm not athletic in any way. Not any way. I can't even run normal. The chest hair is like a rug I've pulled up over my non-developed muscles. <laughs> My muscles are just like yours, but I'll have a nice bush. <laughs> Isn't that the fucking weirdest thing about Hollywood? I think he does have muscles. You, you, you yeah, we're JK. Somebody, though, now, you were going to say now? What, what is that? Uh, <laughs> now. Uh, his dad's still alive. The, <laughs> the, that guy. I don't know why that guy's the one that's most important to me. There's no cameraman. Ram does? <laughs> that's Ram does. He's uh, dead. <laughs> does that do us anything? It helps. Yeah. Uh, his dad's dead. That's no one is less like the person they're playing in my entire life or career than Brett Goldstein. He's a no, sensitive... Yeah. He's not that guy. Yeah, I know. No, I know. Which is great. It's lovely. He's, he's not the guy. superhero we need. He's the one we deserve. Sure. Isn't it hopeful, though, that that can still happen? I that can't... nerd comedy yes. writer comedian next to you can be... Yes. And then you can be on a train and someone's going, if I could be with any man, it would be with Brett, Brett Goldstein, Goldstein because of how athletic yeah. and gruff he is. People forget I'm Jewish. People forget... <laughs> But it's right there in the main, isn't it? I like minute. puppets. I love puppets in my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> what is his favorite movie? I should know. I love his podcast. That's good. Have you done it? I did do it. What'd you say yours was? There Will Be Blood. That's, That's correct. That's a great movie. He said. That's correct. Oh, did he? he That's gave what you, he, he says gave for you a good all answer? of them. Yeah, I know. That's correct. That's absolutely right. All right. That's it. Oh, I forgot to say the hardest time you've ever laughed. That's sorry. We got to do that. Can you think of a time in your life where you laughed harder than you've ever laughed in your life? Oh or... Just weeping with laughter. Maybe you're a little kid. Maybe someone fell. Maybe someone farted. Uh, 
uh, so many of them. Um, I think the joy for what I do is that they're constant. I'll tell you the first one that popped into my head. Um, um, I'm not done doing the voice. <laughs> Just know I need to. I need to keep doing it. I just love being Roy Kent. Sex symbol. You know why I love it? Because this is funny, but you're also buying me time because you yeah, can tell, right. I, was, you can tell I was vamping. It was good I've hosting. I've never played football before. That's, by the way, I forget because your your talk show is great too that you have the skill. Yeah, you. but you learn to do that. You either help people yep. or you do, because you said Jay Leno, you look at your card and if there's a gap, you think that the person answered and you go, so I heard you bought a new car. <laughs> like, no, I was doing the, I was doing the hardest I laughed. You asked the hardest I laughed. I was thinking, uh, what kind of car? I drive cars. <laughs> no, I'm trying to do the, the hardest I laugh thing. Your hardest Chucko. <laughs> Come on. You can um, do it. So, uh, I was in the, uh, my family is uh, a shit show of big personalities. I say to everybody that asks that the one common trait of all my children is completely unearned confidence. <laughs> all of them. I know I, I got this. All of them. hundred percent. hundred percent. Just in a yeah, zoot suit. This, yeah, this person, I can do it. This person needs a tracheotomy. I got it. The, the, it's just absolute horseshit. And they're all loud. And my wife always, we always meet parents with kids that are like, eh, where should I put this dish? And you're like, what the fuck are you talking? Why are you not just leaving it wherever you are? Like my children. And uh, she's, she's like, did we blow it? And I say, no, um, the kids are so fucking boring. All right. Ours are yes, awesome right. and exciting yes. and fun. And we were in the car and we were traveling in Europe. Cause it was a great idea to take the family on a family trip to Europe. It's never a great idea. Okay. It's always horrible. Everybody always screams. Um, and, uh, um, everybody's awful. And we were just fighting, and I was jet lagged in Sweden, and the whole family. And she, my, it was one of those horrible things that my wife was yelling at my daughter. My daughter's like, "Why are you always so mean to me?" And she had been mean to my middle son. My middle son was like, "Cause you're such a cunt all the time." It was just awful. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like in the Europe, dad. It's different. I'm it's a different dad, in I'm Europe. A, I'm the dad in a movie uh, of like, oh, just shut up. We can't. We have one day that we're not. And everybody is just going back and forth, except my youngest, you know, who's was 15 at the time. And, uh, and, and then by the way, when I did that, then my daughter starts going like, can't we just have one making fun of me? Can't we just have one day that we're not enough of that shit. We're just fighting. You know what I mean? And then I lost my mind. And I stopped the car. I stopped the car. Everybody's yelling over on top of each other. And I go, this is supposed to be a family trip. And uh, let me tell you something right now. We're not going to be mean to each other. There's no more mimicking, okay? I mean it. And enough of this shit or we'll just fucking go our separate ways and stay in the hotel, okay? That's it. And then I put the car back in gear and started driving. And my 15-year-old, after like five seconds of silence, goes, no more mimicking. I mean it. (laughs) (laughs) And they all started laughing. you called him a cunt. They (laughs) They all started laughing at me. And this is not as heavy a joke as some of the other ones I thought of, but it was such a family moment yes. of what a fucking tool caricature old bitch I was. Ugh. It makes me warm in my heart when I think about it. I love that, and I love the story of your dad, and they're sort of similar when your dad called you. I love these calling out, and I love that that's where you go. Yeah. So it makes you interesting. Well, because you and I could do big laughs till yeah. the end of time. I'll give you a second one that's a better joke, just because I'll, I'll, uh, you're going to want to do this. You know how you used to do things, the little things you do for yourself? Yes. Uh, one of your my favorite bits of yours. Yes. Uh, uh, it was names that you say, little things to make yourself happy. Yeah, 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 right. Um, Leonard Kravitz. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a comedy writer friend, Tim Hobart, 
stand up to great great uh, uh and um whenever he's in a bad mood he does this for by himself sometime even when he's alone um if any woman regardless of age as long as she's an adult asks him anything um he does a joke that he assumes that they're hitting on him and it made me laugh so hard the other day oh we were at God. the grocery store um buying gatorade because we were going to a basketball game that our sons were playing in and the you know those little bars that separate your groceries is the older lady behind us is like oh i'm sorry could you hand me that and he goes i am so flattered but i'm married I didn't expect it. He goes, by the way, and he goes, he goes, I can't tell you how much you made my day, ma'am. You made my day. Don't feel bad about it. But, uh, and by the way, I didn't know it was going to happen. She had a look on her face, like an alien had just dropped down and it was the best. I I fucking scream laughed. Do it for yourself. I have to do it. It's so I'm fun. Flattered. It's so fun. I'm, by the way, you have to have it. Yeah, you have to have it. You go. You got you. By the way, and he does. He says sometimes he makes a show of it, and he'll say, "I got to tell you, I was having a tough day, and <laughs> I was having a tough. You've day. You've brightened my day. I was having a tough day. Honestly, and, um, but I am. I am married. I mean. <laughs> I wish I was not. I wish I was not, but I am. But you made my day. Someday no you're going to make somebody very, very happy. <laughs> that is He says cold. the more trivial it is, the better it is. Hey, can you give me the ketchup off your table? I'm flattered. That is so nice of you. I am. Uh, I mean, I was sitting like this, but I'm married. It's so fun. Unbelievable. What a gift you've given us. Yeah, do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> what a gift. Bill, thank you. Nothing, sure. I, nothing left. No one cares you're associated with Sarah Lawrence. It's my great 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 grandma. What's up? <laughs> right at the end, that. we slipped it in. See, she's dead. Good night. She's a Would you dead. say? Would you say keep it crispy because she's dead? That's how we're ending. We end with by saying keep it crispy. It's how we do. Keep it crispy. She's dead. <laughs> hey, uh, that was really fun. Thank you for letting me do yeah, that. Yeah, buddy, that was awesome.